from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Kirby pulls a fast one on us again as we all got to try the demo, and we'll talk about our impressions. Hey, what's that on fire over there? Oh, neat. It's a pile of corpses, and one of them's getting up. Oh, yep, they explode. We're all mixed up. Don't know what to do. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 311. This is, uh, Jeremy pointed this out before we started recording. This is super weird and uh, something. I don't know what to call this, but episode 311 is coming out on 311. What? Serendipity. So listen to 311 right no, before the episode. No, no, don't listen to them ever. Make sure you come original. <laughs> Just don't listen to that <laughs> band. Uh, you could put, you could like drill, you could put a drill in your ear and it would probably be better for you than listening to 311. But yeah, uh, 311 on 311. The same day that F-Zero X comes out on the expansion pack. Yep. Yay. So play that, listen to 311. <laughs> stop Stop pushing your 311 agenda on here. <laughs> <laughs> stop trying to get them to listen to that. 311 garbage. was a cover-up. You're getting cover up. all mixed up. You don't, he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Is that from one of their bands? Or one of their bands? One of their it songs? Is. Okay. Whatever John said. Is oh, a 311 song. Up, yeah. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Asfrost Johnson. I'm Jeremy Joe Ellen Mikowski. I'm John Killer Scarecrow Knitter. Been playing some Dusk. There's a lot of there's a lot of Killer Scarecrows in that game. No, not Dusk. My usual. They're pretty freaky, actually. They they chase you. It's cool because not all of them move, but some of them do. So you don't know. You don't know which ones which one's going to follow you, and one of them will. And you go, you see a lot of them that don't move before you see one that moves. So it works really well for the scare factor, as far as old school first person shooters go i can just explain it now because it's brief but i was uh, playing a hitman mission where i uh, had to hide in a scarecrow outfit up on the post and everything and then the mission was to kill someone with, with an axe make sure somebody else sees it <laughs> basically run and tell the others and then return to your position as the scarecrow <laughs> motionless up there on the post wow and this is yeah, and, cool. and this is like a is this a new thing or is this still something that was in the original game? It was in the original. It was in uh well I think maybe maybe it's from the second one. Um but you know there's the extra missions and things. This is one of the extra missions which get ridiculous at times like this. And that's like the same that's like the one you didn't you tell me there was one where you had like a sword that you had to like kill a certain amount of people with it or it'll yep. run out of power or something like that. That that stuff sounds cool. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I like that type of stuff. Yeah, they all those escalations and so each level has a couple of different escalations maybe three or four and then there's different levels of escalation so i'll tell you first do it like this first be the scarecrow and blah 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 blah. and then the next two will add different complications to make it even harder it'll be like kill someone with an axe then then i'll be like make sure someone sees it happen exactly it reminds me of like goldeneye you know like the different difficulty levels like how they would add extra missions and stuff like that the harder you did it they did the same thing with uh time splitters actually as well where like each each level you like if you 
made your difficulty higher, you would have to do one thing plus another thing plus another thing. So it's kind of like, right, kind of right. reminds me like like that a little bit. Like you know, like the easy mode will just be like, just get this one thing. But the other one is like, get this one thing and also not be seen, or also blow up this other thing, or you know, do you remember that? I always thought that was a cool thing where it actually like bungee jump off the dam, added right. stuff to it. You know, yeah, it's exactly like that, and then it scores you on each one, and you know, you get points for doing it at a faster time and all that. Again, it's just like the replay value they found the way to keep me interested nice well welcome to nintendo main your place for to hear fans talk about demos to upcoming games and we're also going to get some nintendo here for a while just because you know there's a game that comes out that nobody will shut up about so we have to need we at least need to talk about it a little bit on this show i feel like i've heard i hear i'm hearing it everywhere but it's weird that i kind i kind of hear the same things and there, there was actually the one thing i know about elden ring it was like a strategy that I heard on like two completely different podcasts that said like the exact same thing. I was like, wow, okay. And I don't think they know each other. I mean, I'm sure one of them knows the other one because they're super popular, but I don't know. I mean, I think there's tricks being implemented if you're into the Souls games and you're probably yeah. going to naturally arrive at certain things. But I'm new, so I'm learning as I go. Sure. Well, we'll get into that. I guess we should talk a little bit about world news stuff at the top here. Um, one great thing that happened between last episode and this episode is that Nintendo has suspended the eShop in Russia. So This is kind of indirectly, though, as I've heard. It's not that they... Uh, they didn't do it intentionally? Like McDonald's and whatever. No. So the, they have a, a third-party payment system, which made that decision. Oh, okay. So Nintendo themselves weren't like... We're not selling to Russia. They weren't like no digital game, digital correct. games for you or anything like that. It would be nice if they would come out and say because more and more companies are saying it. Like McDonald's came out today and shut down all 850 restaurants that they have in Russia. Didn't like Pokemon wow. do some stuff too? Like, uh, didn't they like shut down Pokemon Go there or something like that? I don't know. I, I thought I heard. I think so. Yep. Coming from from uh, seems like you should do that in anywhere where there's Game like Freak as well. Though. Right. Yeah. So maybe people shouldn't be out. Kind of like the when COVID happened, they made it easier to to play in your house oh yeah apparently i mean I, I never i didn't play it again but yeah apparently you could you didn't have to walk as far i guess to, to go to go to or you could be farther away from pokestops or something like that you know like I don't yeah know. so but nintendo didn't directly do it but they also didn't like you know forcibly like try to put the eShop back on or anything like that so they kind of went along with it i guess in a way right yeah it would be nice if, if all companies could just take a forceful stance on things like that and like actually put their money where their mouth is rather than doing the PR thing, you know, actually shut down, you know, that'd be great. Hopefully we see more of that. Yeah. Just don't send anything there, you know, do whatever you have to. Um, I saw this John Romero tweet that you put up here and I don't know how to do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can. Even yeah, I don't know. Uh, John Romero released a new doom two level to raise money for Ukraine and he's donating all the, all the money from, from the sales. Uh, it's five dollars to get the level, and I don't know. Um, I think I guess he, you can go to he, he links to his website, so maybe you can go to Romero.com to find out more how to do it. I, I think you can only do it through PC. Like I don't think it's. I would imagine okay. so. Yeah. Something that allowed mods. If it was something, I mean, if I could buy a Doom level on Switch, I would just do it. But I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think it's through consoles. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, there it is on the website. Just called One Humanity, but I think you have to play it. I'm sure you have to play it on your uh, PC. It's a W. It's a dot WAD file whatever that means nice <clears throat> or no it contains a readme file i don't i don't know anything about pc i'm not even going to try to understand this or even talk anything about it a lot is like a bunch of bytes kind of all stuck together okay there was another bundle or uh itch.io did a, a bundle for ukraine as well this week it's a ten dollar minimum purchase or donation and you get 991 games so i mean i i imagine a lot of these games i already probably have from the last bundle i bought 
but I did see notable examples on here that I know I don't have, like CrossCode is on here. Ooh. And of course, I don't have Celeste on PC, so that's kind of cool. I think I have that game, don't I? You have CrossCode. You've talked about you have it CrossCode on Switch. Yeah. I do have CrossCode. Yeah. Well, try try but, it out. Yeah. Give it a go. It's uh, I, I liked it but until I realized there for were ten bucks for like this many games, I was like, hell yeah. And uh, I recommend. Um, let's see. I think it's going through sometime in April. But I recommend. Wait, offer ends. Okay, no. So it ends in like eight days. So probably by the time this podcast so like six comes days. up, you'll have something <laughs> like a week to get this this bundle. But it's a, it's a really good deal, especially if you play on PC. And hey, you're you're uh, you're getting something very very cool to do something cool. So it's just a win win. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, like uh, skatebirds on here. There's a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a game called Thirsty Sword Lesbians that I just want to play just because of the, na- of the name of mm-hmm. it. But yeah, uh, Goner that that's on Switch. That's that's on Highway Blossoms. Well. Super Hot, Super Hot is on here. It's on Switch as oh, yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah, I, which I haven't ever played Super Hot, so I'm kind of excited to play that. Short Short Hike that was a, that was on my yep. list of the year that that year. Baba's You, mm-hmm. lots of good ones. Bury Me, My Love. I think I actually downloaded that on Switch for free. Uh, minute. Uh, so yeah, Celeste. I think you already said that. Jotun. The Jotun was on Wii U even way back when. Yeah. Uh, minute Bleed. A lot of these games are on Switch as well, but do it. The girlfriend of my girlfriend is my friend. That's a good name. Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff. I mean, you know, do it for, I, I mean, I should just like, I, if I'm going to donate to something, I'll probably end up just donating directly to it instead of buying games that I can't play. I mean, whatever this, but but either way, anybody who's listening that does any sort of content, like if you do Twitch or whatever, it'd be a great thing to buy and be like, Hey, I'm going to play the bundle for Ukraine. You'd probably get some traffic for it. So, Oh yeah, definitely. And, and it's, I know it's, they're already like over 50% to their goal. So that's cool. They've raised like over 2 million. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Like out of trying to raise, yeah. hundred million, Right. Or no, I guess this was an old, I'm looking at a screenshot. It's changed since then. I'm looking at it. I'm at the website right now. It says that, that they have, that they raised like 2.1 million and it's supposed to get to 4 million. Right. That's what it says. I must've got on this pretty early. So yeah, you can buy everything for $10. It's got nine days, two hours and 11 minutes left as of the recording of this. So figure out the math. That'll maybe be like seven (laughs) days something hours whatever after that also consider donating more than that yeah it's just the minimum you can choose your amount right yep i see uh, you know a lot of people are doing are doing cool stuff about it i should definitely send something but yeah was it wasn't there another there was another world news thing that you talked about earlier that was that came off of last week's episode jeremy um everdrive yeah oh, right. uh so it's through somebody's discord like i'm not even gonna i can't even remember i put it on the the slack but yeah cricks uh his name's i guess his name's igor is his real name, but I, I would just been calling him Cricks because that's his, that's all I've always known him. Um, he and his family got out of Ukraine, so they're in the process of going somewhere where they can be refugees. Essentially, well, they're already refugees, but yeah, somewhere where they can the border of Poland, somewhere where they won't get attacked, right? Where they yeah, and supposedly they're going to go to to Spain. That's where they're going. I still think it's fucking shitty that I mean, can you imagine just having to be like, well, leave all your stuff here. Just leave. Yeah. You just got to leave. This isn't yeah. your house anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like that with the whole yeah. country, but like even just on that micro level, like he probably has a lot of very important stuff for what he's done. Like, sure. I, yeah. I mean, he probably has hard drives and old. Yeah. It's just a lot of his work is so important, I think. And I really do worry about what it might have been lost. Yeah. I know I'm, a lot of people are going to be like, don't worry about that shit. But like, come on. Like the, when the Library of Alexandria got burned down, you know, like, that's one of the worst moments in history for the human race. Like it's the same with this kind of stuff with like circuits and 
and uh, stuff for classic consoles. I mean, come on, that's that's its own kind of library that he's keeping accessible. So, yeah, I don't know. Glad, I mean, glad you're okay, Crix. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna listen to this, but glad you're okay, man, and glad your family's okay. I mean, we get some we get some downloads in Poland, or he's not in Poland; mm-hmm. he's in Spain. We we get downloads from all over the from all over the world, so you never know. I know we definitely got probably got a Poland spike when we had when we had people from Poland on there. Oh, uh, from, uh, Hyper, Voitech, yeah. Hyper Strange. Yeah, Voitech. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's world news stuff. Um, I guess we don't have to say anything more about that. I thought that we would start off the show just because we all played it. I thought we could all start and talk about Kirby and the Forgotten Land. <clears throat> the demo. Oh, wait, I did play that. <laughs> you did play that, yeah. Kirby and the Forgotten Demo. <laughs> well... To, to its to its credit, I actually have heard from multiple sources that the demo was not really a good representation of uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, the game as a whole. So, I mean, I, and I I understand that like it doesn't really show you a lot of like what the game actually has to offer. Not that it's not that it's an open world game because it's not, and and they it's never not. and they never really said that it mm-hmm. was. That's why I'm saying that Kirby kind of pulled the fast one on us in a way. But I, I feel like people just kind of like jump to conclusions on it from from seeing it just kind of put stuff together and thought it was a way that it wasn't it's fully 3d but the camera works in such a way and the invisible walls work in such a way that it has a feel like uh crystal shards you know <laughs> it's not it's not 2.5d but it's not it's linear it's very linear it's, it's basically a super mario 3d world is what it is it's kirby 3d world yeah is what it I is much, so. much more than odyssey like i don't even compare yeah. it to odyssey because number one no. Uh, Kirby's copy abilities like outdate Odyssey like for a long fucking time. Like Kirby had copy abilities in the N- on the NES before before uh, Mario ever had a copy. Well, the Game Boy first. Well, yeah, that even. So, but I mean, it, it, yeah, it's I mean, it's it's basically more of a basic Kirby game than uh, than an open world Kirby game. But I that doesn't bother me. I still think it looks incredible. I think it's still going to be a lot of fun. Like from what I saw in the video, because they do a little like video at the end of it showing like more stuff to do. I thought mm. it still looked really good. And I played it on the hard mode or the normal mode, or I guess whatever it yeah. is that's not the spring breeze mode. And you mm. could tell that you lost a lot, you know, they took off a lot more uh, hit points when you got hit. And I barely made it through the boss like the first time. Like I kind of got through by the skin of my teeth. But when I played it again with the evolved ability, which those are really cool too, mm-hmm. I beat it. Wait, I beat it with like half my life left, like much better than I did before. And I still We're played it on the, the same uh, level. The chain to like electric thing whatever that was or the, no, those bombs like chain bombs i was using that well basically so there's three there's three levels in the game there's like a you know there's first level the second level and then there's a boss level in, in the demo and if you beat the three levels you get a code which gives you extra stuff on the final game if you go back and beat those levels again you get another code for for the final game which is cool i got two codes so but uh when, when once you go through the three games you get um evolved abilities is what it's called and i guess you like craft them in the game in the actual game is what it was saying in, in the video but uh, evolved evolved abilities are basically you know better versions of the regular ones that you already know from the previous Kirby games. So like, and they all have like secondary stuff that you can do, kind of like you know like like every Kirby game kind of plays like Smash Brothers. Like the, everything has like a certain set of moves that are like up up and B or down and B or right or left B, because it's all it's the same company you know as as Smash Brothers and all that. And I always thought that was really cool that everything has its own specific move set like very close to like what you'd see in Smash Brothers and all mm-hmm. that. When I played Kirby Superstar for the first time with Jeremy, I remember just like being blown away by seeing all this stuff that I knew from Smash Brothers Melee that happened way before that, <laughs> like same music, like same levels and stuff that was already. In Kirby, like the first time you see the fucking fountain, you know, with the with the 
with like the hearts and all that that you see mm-hmm. in like melee when you go and like fight through all the guys. I was like, oh yeah, there it is. It's the same fucking music and everything. You know, it's the same game. So, but they they kind of do that where they add extra stuff to it. So I I wanted to try all the different abilities on the evolved versions. So like the sword one, you get like this kind of Viking looking hat. You kind of look like a Monster Hunter character. I've actually seen like people compare that to Monster Hunter when you're fighting the big ape and stuff like that. And also you can you can like charge your blade and like do like a harder hit and all that. The bomb one, you can create you can create traps like little like proximity mines where they all like kind of attach to each other and like they and there's a little thing that we, we walk across and then it electrocutes them, which I thought was pretty rad. Um, also the uh, the snow one, the ice one, which is what I use for the boss because the ice move is only in the boss level, and I was trying to try out all the different abilities the ice one you can make snow people that you can that you can kick at the character which is cool like you can make a snowman and like throw them at him like that like kick him across the thing and also you ice skate everywhere when you have that which is cool but i beat it both the times that i beat the boss i beat with the ice level because you can like kind of like run under him and then you do like a little ice thing and i would just do the crotch move as i called it on twitter where i just run right in between his legs and just mm-hmm. like freeze his nuts <laughs> <laughs> for, for or, or whatever whatever they have down there um that, that was that was my attack on that but i mean i don't know it's i think that i think that these are like introductory levels like maybe they're in the game maybe they aren't but they are yeah they are very simple to start off with like the first time through the second one i missed one of the waddledees and i had to come back and get it but i mean there's like secret waddledees that you can find and there's a, apparently there were hidden blue coins in there as well, which I actually found one of them because uh, it, it's like I think in the first level when you first get the sword, if you come back and cut the grass Zelda style, there's a blue coin in there, mm-hmm. and that's that's the one that I find found. But there's another one where you can float to one of the buildings from another one to get to get that one. The floating is a little disappointing. It doesn't let you float very high. I mean, I guess they had they had to nerf it somehow, but yeah, they don't want to overpower that you know too much so you can just spend a whole lot of time in the air i mean regardless you still got to come down and do stuff you know like you can Mm -hmm. you can float around in the air for however long you want but it's like the guys that you want to fight are on the ground so it's not really going to do you any good most of them most of them yeah depending i mean my impression was you know as as someone who stated on this podcast before i don't like kirby yeah i think nothing's changed for me but it was still impressive in the way that like well first of all it looks fantastic it, I think it might be the prettiest looking game on Switch. Mm. It's it's just everything looks so polished. I like the the depth effects when things are up close to the camera uh, and farther away. Like you really get a sense of the space. It's just really well designed. It looks looks beautiful. Speaking of depth effects, did you notice the Pokemon Arceus effect in there on on far away? They did the same thing where they when you're far enough away, they kind of do that like stilted animation where they you know uh-huh. kind of like doing doing do an Arceus. I, I noticed the Pokemon mm. effect in there. On the, on the far away stuff. I mean, it's, they kind of blur it out a little bit so you don't, so you can't see it as well, but it's there. It's definitely there if you're looking, if you're looking for it. And, and they, they do, definitely yeah. use the depth of field effect a lot. I mean, they, I mean, this is something that wasn't new to me because I, because this is all, because this was in the ease games as well. Like ease eight, nine does that also. Cause everything's like so open that like <clears> when you <throat> see something far in the back, it's not moving. The animation isn't moving as fast as it would when you're next to it. And it kind of does that to like, I don't know, reserve Ram or something like that. So the game doesn't slow down. But uh, I was going to say the, uh, the fur effects look really cool. The, the, the fur looks great <laughs> from what mm. I've seen of like the foxes and shit that attack you. And you get and you get to demo like you know you get to play you get you get to do the car you get to do the soda machine like you get to do some of that stuff. You I thought the traffic cone. Yeah, I, I thought it was yep. kind of funny that the soda machine had ammo. Like I didn't realize that until the demo that you have a certain you have like fifty cans that you can shoot right. and, you, and you can pick them back up like after you shoot them at people like that's kind of funny. It reminds me of like Turok when you would shoot arrows and you could pick the arrows back up afterwards and get your and get your ammo back. But yeah, what else were you gonna say on that regard? I was gonna say. 
I think that it it's you know personally just not not for me so far, but I think it would really appeal to someone who is like a traditional hardcore gamer who just wants to have like a sort of a, a relaxing platformer. Like it was a nice, it, 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 not saying that it was too easy or whatever, but it's just like, you know, things aren't coming at you nonstop. And, not yet. You know, not yet. It's only like the first level. I mean, I, I just right. don't want it to get the same thing that Yoshi got, like Yoshi's crafted world where everybody's like, Oh, it's too easy, which is like the biggest load of bullshit ever. Like my wife play, played through that game. And they showed me like the really fucking fucked up levels from that game. And trust me, that game's not easy. I actually said it on this show that Yoshi's Crafted World is harder than Twilight Princess. And I still stand by that statement. Because the amount of damage that you get in Yoshi's Crafted World is probably about three times more than the amount of damage that you get in Twilight Princess when you get hit by something. So there you go. That's why that's why when they re-released Twilight Princess, they made it they made it to where you could scan a Ganondorf amiibo to make the game harder because they knew it was fucking easy as shit. So I mean, to each their own as far as uh, I mean every Nintendo game is easy in their own way. I mean, I don't know. I, I am happy that it has like a harder mode on there, I guess. I mean, that's kind of new for Kirby as far as I know, but I'm still I'm still buying it. I think it looks great. Oh, and it has a co-op mode where you can play at the same time, which I'm super excited. Yeah, I was playing with my nephew. That's where I played most of it. Um, and he loved it. Let me tell you. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he ate it up big time. And I, I was hoping that I was hoping that Jess and I could play could play co-op because I think it's going to be a game that, that they'll really be into when it comes out. Yeah, he's been talking all week about it. And actually, he begging his parents for it. And they worked out that he's going to do chores and <laughs> that kind of thing and, and earn the game, which is the first. I don't, I don't think they've ever. I mean, uh, he's pretty, pretty he's young, right? Before. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's six. So I think, I think this is his first work. time he's going to earn something <laughs> that way. You're washing dishes. Hopefully they have a dishwasher. But He'll mow the grass. He was, all, he was all enthusiastic about it. I spent the night last night. This morning, uh, I was going to go take the dogs out, and he stopped me. He said, no, no, Uncle Doug, let me do it. Let me do it. I have to take the dogs <laughs> out so that I can get Kirby. That's part of the deal. That's great. Yeah, He's Aww. really, really into it. He, he loves the game. Yeah, I'm That's just, really cute. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still psyched about it. It's, I'm, just, I'm afraid that people, some people will be disappointed because they think that it was going to be a different game than it actually was. You know, people see like the the grass and stuff like that and the and the mall or whatever, the deserted mall, and they automatically think that it's some sort of open world thing. But if you watch like, like Nintendo Life did videos about it, like when it first came out, you could tell like in the trailer that it wasn't like 3D because you could kind of tell where the invisible walls were, you know, and how it was kind of like the way Kirby moved that it wasn't going to be, you know, like that type of thing. But I'm I'm still I'm still excited about it. Like I think it's I think it's going to be fun. And I and I've had a I've had a lot of fun with the regular Kirby games. Like uh like uh, what was it Planet Robobot and and Triple Deluxe were both really really good games on 3DS. So if we can have something along that level, as long as it's not too short, that's that's all I want. I just I don't want it to be over in like and over in like an hour like uh, Star Allies was. That's my that's my big thing. So. As far as like the as as the demo as as long as the um the game isn't too short. I mean, what did you thought think of it from what you played, Jeremy? I liked it, but I feel most of what I liked was the polish and like you know it looked nice, but it just felt like any other Kirby game. So I guess that's not a bad thing, but I just didn't feel like there was a whole lot of depth to it. And you know, like you said, maybe this wasn't a good representation. We probably essentially just played the tutorial, really. Yeah, I mean, from what I heard, I mean, there's the because there's like the adaptive town where like you build it from the from the wild bees that you that you uh, rescue. Not to mention there there is like a Mario World map that you where you choose different levels from. So it's not like it's not open world in any way. Like it's all connected, and you and you pick the different ones. But obviously, yeah, it was probably the tutorial that we played, and I'm sure it gets much more 
complicated. And I thought the bosses looked really cool from what I saw in there. Introduction to the boss was really cool. How you, you walked into, it was like an abandoned mall or something. And you're up in this uh, second level and you see the window in the background and camera kind of tilts toward the window. And you're like, Oh, what is that out there? And just as you're looking at what's out there, it looks back at you and then it smashes its hand through the window and grabs you. And it's a giant gorilla. That was a really cool introduction. I really liked, I actually liked, yeah, speaking of that, I like how they it grabs you because then it teaches you how to get out of the move when you're grabbed without actually right. teaching you how to get out of the move when you're grabbed. And I thought that was brilliant. That's the best way to do that, to like do a tutorial without actually doing a tutorial. You know, like mm-hmm. the original Mario game. Like it's like, here's, Go- here's Goombas. If you walk into them, you die. So that's teaching you that you have to jump over them without actually telling you that you have to jump over them. Like same sort of thing. Like I love that sort of level design within it where it's not actually saying it to you. It just happens and yeah. you have to figure out how to get out of it. And now you know how Show to get me, out of don't it. Tell me. Because they're going to do it again. He's going to grab you and you're going to have to do the same thing while you're fighting the guy. And I enjoyed like doing, you know, I was actually doing the dodge, you know, kind of like I would in Monster Hunter, even though I never play it that close. But <laughs> I was going to say as far as like the best looking game on Switch, I still, still think Monster Hunter Rise is one of the best looking games on Switch. I agree. Speaking of that, also uh, for anybody who doesn't have Monster Hunter Rise, so I don't forget, uh, it's going to be like the free game for like a couple weeks or a week or something like that through the nintendo nintendo switch online they're, they're giving a free pass for uh for monster hunter rise so get on there and play that shit the game's awesome so agreed yeah you could you could you could try that out i mean you definitely there's there's, there's so much content in that game that you won't get through it but you can at least like try some of the introductory missions and Unless realize how beautiful Hutchinson it looks maybe. <laughs> maybe i don't know i mean maybe yeah no he's he's really uh he's a, he's he's the flash of video gaming it's so very, very fast at beating things. It's like hundred hour game. I beat it in twenty hours. What? How'd you do that? But yeah. Anyway, I, I like it, but I probably won't buy it right away. And that was kind of one of the deals I made with myself, which we'll get to later. But because I did plan on buying Kirby up until about a week ago, the demo actually helped me make that decision too. But it's a great game. It's a great looking game. I mean, I have high hopes for it. I just, I think I'm kind of there with John. I don't. I've never really gotten into Kirby super. Like I liked it. Oh, you love Kirby. Don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, I well, like he Kirby, used to. I mean, I mean, you're the one who, it. yeah. I like Kirby if they can put a challenge in it. So if it ends up being actually like, a I don't think, I don't game. think it's going to be like Spring Breeze Game Boy Kirby here. Like, I really don't think that's what. I mean, that's the only Kirby game that I've played that that's was easy the whole way through. I mean, you played it on Spring Breeze mode, didn't you? I mean, well, then I put it on hard it. mode, and I guess I didn't play all the way through like you did, but I played through the first two levels. I didn't play the boss. I don't know why I didn't do that. But yeah, I mean, I knew by then I knew the path to go and it kind of forces you along the path anyway, but I uh, just didn't notice much of a difference other than what you said, the yeah, just, higher you, damage when I do get hit. Yes, it is pretty much higher damage. I don't think, I don't think they take like more hits or something like that, but I don't know. I mean, the, the last game that I played of Kirby that I thought was too easy was the Game Boy one, which we all think is incredibly easy. Spring Breeze, mm. as they refer to it as, and, and Kirby Superstar. But Kirby, like Kirby, like the regular one on NES, that game's stupid hard. Like I couldn't even beat it because mm. it annoyed the piss out of me because of how hard it was. The original one, it's actually available on Nintendo Switch Online, and I mentioned it before that, that you know you should play it, John. But uh, it's it definitely is it's definitely is hard. I never beat it. I tried to, but I just couldn't. I just couldn't get through it. So I mean, I don't know. I what I what I like about Kirby games is I like that they there it is. Is that the NES game? I looked at the original for a second, I missed it. Um, a lot of the time, and that was like a that was like the end of the NES. That was like a, almost towards the end, right when the Kirby game came out. It might, it might have been the last game, or if it wasn't, 
Star Tropics 2 is. I was gonna say I thought I thought too. Soda's Revenge was the last one, but I don't know that. For I know that the Game Boy game came out ninety. Game Boy game came out in ninety two, and then yes, was afterwards. So I want to say ninety three. Yeah, I, I thought the first Kirby game was the was the Game Boy one, not the NES. The one. SNES was already out yep. when yeah. This came out. But also, I was gonna say on the other side, Kirby games are also some of the most interesting games that I played. Like some of the some of the really weird ones, like go to some really awesome places. Like uh, like Kirby Mass Attack was really awesome, or like the one. Uh, what was it? A Rainbow Curse and Canvas Curse. Like I thought, those games were both incredible for the Wii U and the and, and Tilt the and DS. Tumble. Yeah, Tilt and Tumble was another mm-hmm. one. And like there was there were some weird DS ones as well that, that they did. So um, yeah, Kirby's all, all about doing weird shit. So I, I like that. And I'm hoping that there'll be some weird side games. Like normally they get they go crazy with the side games, and there'll be some interesting stuff on there. Who created Kirby? That's also important. Satriwata. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't forget that. Well, and of course it's a. Uh, you know, from how laboratory and all that. So they, it's not like they make bad games or anything. So I, I still have high hopes for it. I'll, I'll probably wait. I'll probably wait for a review. I'm sure there'll be reviews out for it, but it's, I've still heard high praise for it, you know, from people who have actually played it aside from the demo. So, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot more than what they're actually showing you. And, and from what I saw in the, in the, in the video at the end, I was like, Oh yeah, no, that looks cool. The, the bosses look really cool. Day Day Day's in there, confirmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in case anybody was wondering, he's still in there. So, and and I like I like the evolved forms of the stuff. The one thing I really missed though, and I don't know why they never did it again, was uh, you know, like Kirby sixty four, like where you could combine copy abilities. Why did that never come yeah. back? Like, why was that only in that game? That was such a cool thing where you could take like two things and put them together. And you can I forget what it is. You can take like the electricity and another thing, and you can make a lightsaber. You can make like a double sided lightsaber, like Darth Maul style in that game. Like, what the fuck? Is that why they never did it again? Because uh, Star Wars came after him or something, or Lucas did? Be like, you can't do that. But I was like, I was thinking about that. I was like, why? I was like, why didn't, why did they go do away with those, uh, with the combining of the copy abilities? Because I actually really, tried really cool. because why not? Because you can like uh, eject your, your power. So I ejected it right next to another one and tried to inhale two at once to see. What oh, yeah. It yeah. was just whichever one went into the mouth first and then the other ones canceled out. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about that, because I was like, yeah, it's cool, there's evolved abilities, but I'm like, why can't you combine them? Like, that one game, that's the only time we had that, where you could combine them, and it was really cool. My favorite one was, like, the, there was, like, an ice fire one, where you just, like, set yourself on fire, and then you just put yourself out, and that's all it is. It doesn't really do anything. It's just funny. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I, I love that game. I can't wait to play it again on a, an expansion pack when it comes out, which is not this week, because F-Zero X is coming out, which is great. I actually think that's a pretty good pretty good one i mean that's the one that i really wanted i was just for prediction's sake i thought that maybe it'd be the kirby one but yeah i'm glad somebody that there's some love for f-zero somewhere like somebody wasn't like oh keep that game till the end because because they hate it but so this will be the first time you've been able to play online multiplayer on any f-zero game right yeah that's true yeah you you can do it on i mean well i mean the gamecube had a modem but nintendo really never really used it officially you might have been able. I don't know if they did a if you could do like system to system multiplayer or something like that because that's what they did to make the the warp pipe Mario Kart online. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's yeah. I, I'll definitely I'll play you at Mario at uh, F Zero X yeah. online. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun racing two weeks there because we got Chocobo GB the day before, then F Zero X, and then after that we got the new uh, race tracks for Mario Kart coming out on right. the next Friday. So that's next Friday, you said. Yeah, the eighteenth. So uh, oh, coming up too. So you got two. I'm saying you got two weeks of racing games, like back. Well, back to back on the uh, expansion pack as well. You got F Zero X and then the new stuff for Mario Kart Nine. So 
Mario Kart 8. So if you're going to drink for St. Patrick's Day, don't drive for real. Drive in Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do that. All right. I think think that's enough about Kirby. I I do want to say, though, that 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 main theme song of Kirby, that was like a super earworm. I was like whistling that song all day after I heard it Mm -hmm. because it's... The music's... And the music is fantastic in Kirby games. It's always been fucking top notch yeah, yeah the, po- the, po- the polish exactly i think john you're saying something. the polish on it is top notch it's chef's kiss as the kids say yep i love the moment when you were riding you hopped on the star and you're riding across the level and just that little moment when kirby looks back at you at the camera and waves at you like <laughs> that is so fucking charming yeah it just makes and, your heart melt yeah why can't more games have like that level of polish to think to do those Which, little things that bits of character throughout it really really works you can wave at all the characters in the little town i think is a little spoiler i've seen oh yeah i saw that too oh, really? on twitter and yeah they're saying like you know who cares about petting the cat or petting the dog you can wave at waddle so <laughs> you can you can wave at people in the town I'm excited about the town. I, I like, you know, like I've said this many times before, and this goes along with my love of like Majora's Mask and stuff like that. I love games where like you can stay and do your shit in the town or you can go and save the world. Like I like games that have that option where there's like like a mini, there's like a mini world inside of the town and all that, you know. And that's why I thought why I like Majora's Mask so much because it was almost perfect. Like the balance of like the regular single player adventure stuff and the actual like town management and all that I felt like went really well together. And when I was editing last week's episode and I was like using, I used a bunch of Majora's Mask music and all that. I just realized, I just realized how close, like the the music is so like, is so much pulling stuff from Twin Peaks, like the new stuff for, uh, for Majora's Mask, especially like the, like the, like the giant, like the giant singing music and stuff like that. And there's a giant in Twin Peaks also. But I mean, it, it, I feel like it pulls a lot from the soundtrack. Like if you know the Twin Peaks soundtrack, you can really hear it in there. Like, it's definitely, like, the, you know, the ups and downs and, like, the way it goes, like, and for different, you know, different parts have different specific Twin Peaks music. Yeah, it's definitely there. Like, especially the, um, like, one of my favorite songs, when you go to the telescope room, like, that's probably one of the more, like, uplifting songs, but it kind of has an uplifting sadness to it. It totally reminds me of, like, Laura's theme from uh, from Twin Peaks. So, yeah, it's like, I was like, wow, it's even even more there than I thought, like, in the music, like, definitely. Like, I'm sure they were, they were doing... Uh, listening to the battle of mente stuff and being like yeah this is we're gonna we're gonna do this <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah but yeah that's what i have to say on that we can move we can move on from kirby because i know we have a lot to talk about i just uh i guess i'll just talk about arceus a little bit i know jeremy got a thing i saw that i saw that you bought a thing on slack and i was gonna put on there r.i.p arceus because i thought you yeah. would uh, i was like oh it, was, it, it make me i was like oh we don't get to talk about arceus anymore uh-huh. i mean i played it <laughs> some this week i think I, I feel like i'm more like caught up with you than actually uh getting getting past you or anything because well, i you got, have more pokemon than i do because i got to like and i think you did too because of what you said last week but i i got to like whatever the final boss is before it gets to the point where you have to collect all of the the, the mm-hmm. purple when you have to get all the purple flames and all of the pokemon and come back and do the last final final mission i got i got to that part so i and actually and i've been like you know i've been like a whatever a uh, flame hunting i've been going around doing that which is kind of annoying but i was able to to beat like two of the whole levels like i found all the ones in the field lands and i found all the ones in the what was the other one crimson mire no it wasn't i didn't get all the ones in crimson yet it was um oh, i was the snow one i got i got all, i got all the ones in the snow I, one yes they're a little easier to see there no i mean i i used to guide i used to guide and i went and i basically went to Good. where all the ones on the guide was but some but some of them are hard to find because they're some of them are in caves and uh-huh. Sometimes you don't really see them unless you're in specific spots. But a lot of times I actually 
triggered another like submission that I had, but I'd never gone to there and I'd see him in the background. I'd be like, Oh, oh there it is. So like, I'm supposed to go fight a guy, but I go up and get it and then come back. What's up with those poke the, or they call it undions or whatever the ones that there's like a bunch of different variations of them that you have to find. Have you found any of those? Oh, the, the ones that are like the alien things with the eyeballs. Yeah. The unknowns. Yeah. Unknowns. That's what they are. Yeah. I forgot that you have to count. You have to fight like, find like 25 of those. I just found one today, actually. I've only found like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have four or five too. Cause it was right. I accidentally found uh, what what's it called? Like the one that's like the final boss. I accidentally found, found that one. The, really? The, the Giratina. It, it's, it's in, it's in a um, submission. But but I but I didn't have it selected and I didn't know where I was and I accidentally walked into a cave that it was in <laughs> and it was like oh I think there I got you that are. too actually because yeah. <laughs> I because I was trying to find a, I was actually trying to find Piplup because there's like mm-hmm. one Piplup in the game that you can get that's over in like uh, the spring what it's called like spring something spring path or something like that it's in the it's in the area with the ocean and all that stuff mm-hmm. and I went all the way over there to find uh, Piplup and I accidentally. I accidentally walked into a cave, wasn't even trying to, and then like fucking Giratina was there, and I'm like, oh hi, and then I caught him in a couple in a couple rounds, and they're like, oh yeah, you beat this, you beat this submission. I'm like, okay, cool. But but the final boss, or like the the second to final boss, whatever it is, the one you do before you have to collect all the Pokemon, is pretty hard. Like, cause you go through, cause fucking one guy turns on you, which actually got spoiled to me when I was streaming online on Twitch. I don't think that uh, I've gotten to this part yet. I thought you did though, because you got because you got. I just to saw the, the um, initial credits. That's all I got. Oh, I I thought you got to that because because you got to the part where you where you got like the Tornadus and like the Landorus and all that stuff, right? Like the guys in because you said you that you found a Pokemon that looked like a, a boss from Wind Waker, right? The one that's oh, in the yeah, cloud. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the one that's in the cloud that has the big tail, right? But I didn't catch all of them. I just caught that one. Oh, I I wasn't sure if you could do that. I, I thought you couldn't do that until after you already did the thing where the guy turns on you and you have to fight like six guys. You have to fight six Pokemon oh, and then you have to fight a big boss one after that. You didn't do that. It's at like the top. It's at the very top of the mountain where the where the gate is, where the spiral gate is. Oh wait, I know what you're talking about now. The guy that makes the the food. Yeah, he like he uh he follows you around. He's wearing like some insignia from one of the groups of Pokemon Go, I think. On his on, and he like sells you like uh buzz saws and stuff like in the town. He's like, Bye I know back. you're talking about. Yeah, you fought him, I know right? You're talking about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did that already. I thought it was actually pretty hard because I was using I was wasn't using my super team, and you have to and you have to go through all of them, all six of his Pokemon, and then you got to fight like the big boss Pokemon after that. And they can like kind of tear right through you. And but I did start doing that thing like you were doing. I started adding a bunch of moves to like a lot of my characters, which they're okay, but they're not. They're just like a lot of them are normal moves. Like I, I like the ones I like the type moves. So I feel like some of the type moves that you get later are stronger than some of them because they're about the same, like one twenty or so. But but yeah, no, I'm still. Uh, I, w- I was actually planning on finishing Arceus before we recorded, like completely. I was like, I'm so close. I'm just gonna be done with it, and I don't have to play it ever again. I mean, I, I love the game. I'm just I'm ready to play other stuff. I, p- I put ninety hours into it. I made it to ninety hours today. It's a long. That's a lot of time in a game, especially for Pokemon. Like this is the most. I mean, it's the, I mean, it's the Pokemon that I've first Pokemon I've loved in a long time. So that's not a bad thing, but, but yeah, I was going to try to finish it, but I, I ended up doing my taxes last night and I didn't know that we were recording tonight because I was going to try to finish it tonight, but whatever. Next week, I promise I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through all of Arceus and then I can move on to Chocobo GP or whatever other backlog stuff that I have, but it's still fun and hopefully you'll come back to it eventually. I mean, I, like I said, I do play it. Um, I played it a little bit, but just not as much as other stuff, but um, it's. It's still a game that I like to play, and it's gotten it, I, it's got to the point where 
it's definitely a relaxing game when I play it. It used to stress me out more than it does. Yeah, it, it's a re- it's a really good podcast game. Like especially now where I'm just looking for Pokemon and Purple Flames. Like it's mm. it's a really good thing to like throw a podcast on and just just look for your shit while you're listening to other stuff. You know, and those I'd I, say I like it's like easily because I I know it's technically an offshoot. So in doing so, maybe I'd have to include like Pokemon Puzzle League and stuff like that, which I like better than any of these games. But this is my favorite Pokemon game where you actually like catch Pokemon. On it stuff like that like i thought sword and shield was okay but i really liked it at the time don't get me wrong yeah but this but sword shield this got is, nothing on our this is way better nothing on it and uh i wonder what they're doing with this new generation like is it going to be a step back i mean they're making it fully open world yeah. but what are they going to do uh yeah i i mean i really hope that they retain some of the stuff that they have in arceus because arceus has some really great ideas that pokemon really needed so i agree I don't know. I want. I mentioned it last week. I want to be able to still catch them outside of battle. You said the same thing, Jeremy. I want. I want to mm-hmm. stream the the uh, you know the seamless battles where you don't have to cut to a battle a battle like you know scene every time you do it. Like it's you just automatically do it. and It's really quick and you can get I like through walking it. Like, away. Like yeah. <laughs> if my if my Pokemon's about to do the 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 last blow that I know is going to win. I can just walk away. Oh, so I, I've, I've never finished just behind me. Oh, I've never done that. I, I should because uh, sometimes I just get yeah. really impatient. And I'm just trying to do a bunch of shit really fast. You know? Sure, yeah. I bought, but when I had to bring my my team back for that for that one boss. So I, so Wizcash is is back in the is back in the fold. So nice. I benched Wizcash for a second, but I was like, oh well, I got destroyed, so I need to bring back my team. I did actually get Wizcash to 91. I said that last week, and then realized he wasn't at 91, but he is actually at 91. I think Wizcash is like 85 or something like that for me, mm-hmm. but uh, it's something around there. But my my team is like a Decidueye, Infernape, Wizcash. Uh, the two, whatever the two special ones are from Diamond and Pearl, and uh, it was a newer one that I got, like the Luna one that like kind of has like the that looks like a moon. Oh yeah, I like that one. I thought that one was really cool looking. So that one's just kind of been in Lunario my or something like that. Yeah, Lunario, whatever it is. I recorded a video of my of me walking around my Pokemon. I was gonna send it. I was gonna call you out on Twitch because I want to see what your team is. So take a picture of it and post it so I can see it. But yeah, that's enough. That's enough about Pokemon. Uh, why don't why don't we talk about our stuff that we have that isn't like you know Elden Ring, and then we'll take a break and then talk about Elden Ring because that's probably going to be a, a long thing. Yeah, how about that? I start I started playing Triangle Strategy today just because I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you've listened to the last uh, Acts of the Blood God, Jeremy, the most recent one from this week, or maybe you haven't. But uh, what whatever the the most recent one, uh, one of the hosts was just like talking about the game and just like did this really incredible like description of a battle that he went through and just like blow for blow and all that. And I was like, well, shit, I think I need to try this game. So I mean, if you're talking about Eric, yeah, he's yeah. best with RTSs. He, no, he, he just did this amazing description. Like that was like, he was telling a story and it was like something from like the most epic movie you've ever seen. And I was like, wow, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of what I always wanted this show to be, but whatever. But, uh, but I was like, man, that's, that's amazing. So I was like, I got to try it. Cause there's the demo on there. So I did try it. I played it for about like 45 minutes, you know, today I just started it. And yeah, it looks, it looks great. Like it's unlike, uh, unlike Octopath Traveler, it actually has a very intriguing story that's going on. Like I was actually pretty intrigued after the first like hour of it, like the first, the setup from the very first mission. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't expect that. And it's all like voiced over and it looks gorgeous, like the 2D HD. And I was playing it and I kind of had this, I had this uh, thought to myself that maybe this, this could be right. Who knows? I was like, I was like, you know, Square's been pretty been pretty chummy with Nintendo for a while, you know, and and they're really excited about bringing like all of they said it before about bringing 2D HD to all these games. 
So what if that is what if that is actually the reason why Pixel Remaster is not coming to the Switch? Maybe they actually want to do like a 2D HD version of like Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 and sell it for more and sell it for like 40 or $50 on Switch. And they don't want to put this like other Steam version that they have on there. Maybe they are actually going to do that. I don't know. For a second, uh, from playing the game, I was like, you know what? That that kind of makes sense to me. Maybe maybe they maybe they want to do that. So anybody who's listening, uh, industry insider uh, Trey predicts that uh, Final Fantasy four, five, and six will be two D HD on uh, Nintendo Switch. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just saying like um, if they do that, it's gonna be a while, right? Because they're not gonna be like, oh, by the way, we made these new versions of four, five, and six. That even though we just released new versions of four, five, and six. but I'm saying they might, might have also started working on it a long time ago because the true the reception to Octopath Traveler was so strong immediately. Yeah, just from the, the look of the game, I'm I'm sure they they the wheels were turning in their heads. Like, what else can we make this make into this Anything? look? I mean, yeah, they, they did say so- that they said that they wanted to make more stuff with that. So what if, I mean, what if like Pixel Remaster is kind of like a stopgap thing, like just for Steam or, and mobile, and like the actual, you know, maybe maybe the real effort they put into was this 2D HD version of it. I mean, there's a 2D HD version of Dragon Quest Three that's still coming. That people yeah. seem to forget about just because it was on that Japanese direct that we watched. But I'm I'm just saying, like, what if they, what if they're like, what if they're like, oh, we're gonna do instead of like releasing it as a whole pack, we're just gonna do one by one, and we'll do like four, and then we'll do five, and then we'll do six. Like that's, I mean, I think that would be awesome. That's what I want. But I was like, I was like, well, maybe maybe they're waiting because maybe they want to do it in a different way. I mean, don't forget they've totally done this before. Like they released two different versions of Final Fantasy four like at the same time. They did the 3D one with the voice acting on the on the ds and they also did like the upscaled hd sprite one on the psp like at the same time so this way this isn't a new thing for uh for square like they totally did that before so i mean it's there's a possibility i just i don't know it was something that i thought of i was like oh that'd be really cool but but if you want to talk about games that are hard man triangle strategy is fucking hard i almost got the shit beat out of me like in the introduction level like in the tutorial i lost all of my characters except for one and i'm surprised that i even like won but what's great about this game also is that there's no permadeath so you don't have to start the game over every time like i would in in, uh, fire emblem so that's that's actually was another reason that made me really want to try it because in fire emblem i would always restart the battle if i lost any of the characters because i don't want to lose any of them because they die forever and i don't want to i don't want them to be dead forever so it's cool. It, it it reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which that was the only one that I played. Was the I guess I did play a little bit of the War of the Lions, the remake on PSP because it was free for, through uh, PlayStation Plus. But the Advance one was the one I played the most of. It reminds me of that, but it's worth a look for the free demo, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Like it looks great. The graphics are really good. It's got voiceover for everything. You know, it's and I think the story's done really well. And and I know, I know it's the first three chapters you can play for free, and and then it can and then it carries on to the the other game if you buy the game it goes straight from there so you're basically playing the first three chapters of the game so it's like owning the game so i was like well i can't really afford to buy the game but i can at least try it and i thought it was pretty cool oh and my and my uh, nickname ass frost is uh is that one of the one of the kingdoms is called like ace frost or aes frost it totally sounds like ass frost so I, I laughed out loud when i saw that he's like i'm from ass frost i'm like of course you are <laughs> so, so, so there you go that's 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 where i got that from 
But yeah, no, it explains I, your cold disposition. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but it's a, apparently I watched some reviews of it. There's like you know you get choices that you make that create different pathways, and you can go through and choose different ones that, that go different ways, and it'll show you like the map of like where you've gone and and all that. And there's new game plus, so you can go through and like do the different pathways again and all that. And and I also heard that it it kind of teaches you how to play a tactics game. Like it's it's supposed to like kind of like you know it, you get you get stuff for doing for playing the tag the way you should do it. Like you like if you like kind of like if you uh, wedge a character in between two of your characters if you attack on one side the other one will automatically attack behind him and you get like a higher attack for that like they they reward you for stuff that you would do in tactic games to win so it kind of helps you helps teach you how to play those type of things so it's really good and i was impressed i mean i I barely played an hour of it but i was really impressed with what i saw of it so i definitely want to try to finish the demo before i get through so there you go and uh, I'm uh, hopefully it'll be up by the time this posts. But I have a I should have a review coming to Nintendo World Report soon about a game that I got a code for called Land of Screens. It's kind of like an interactive novel type game. I mean, you, you move around and you talk to people, but it's basically the story of a of a character of a girl who gets uh, broken up by her, for her boyfriend. They break up, and he posts. You know, he posts that they broke up on the internet. And she doesn't want to look at any of the comments because of, you know, how she feels about the relationship and all that. And her phone ends up dying. And she basically doesn't have access to her phone. And she goes to, like, see one of her best friends from high school that she hasn't talked to in a while. And she goes on all these different adventures where she tries to get people to get off their phones and to actually experience real life. Which is how I feel about phones and all that. So it was it was a very charming adventure for me. And it's short. It's only, like, a couple hours. But it's only, like... Five ninety nine. So I get. I gave it a. I gave it a pretty glowing review because of that. Because so it's a game about inspirational avoidance. It's game. It's basically a game. Yeah, trying to trying to convince people to not be on their phones, and and you get little. You get different situations. Like one of my favorite moments was you end up going to this. You end up getting going to this concert with this guy that you met at this convention that you go to for your job or whatever. And the band that plays, I guess they 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 played kind of a bad set because they didn't feel like anybody was into it because they were all on their phones, but. The but the the band who's a headliner like their their equipment gets fucked up so they can't play, so you need so you need to get the band to like do another show. It, you need to get them to do an encore because this other like because this uh, headliner isn't working out. So in order and they said they'll only do it if you can get all the people to get off their phones. So you have to go into the crowd and talk to the people on their phones and convince them to put their phones down so the band will come out and do it like a specific acoustic number and all that. It's it's pretty cool. Like it has little stories that are based around that type of thing. So. I really hope this is a mobile game too. <laughs> it probably is. I did. I did kind of mention. I did mention that in the review that that it's like it wants you to stay away from screens except for the Nintendo Switch screen because you do need to play it on a screen to, <laughs> to actually experience the game. You can play but. the voice only version <laughs> if you want. But I mean, but it was cool. It was super charming, and it kind of the art style kind of reminded me a little bit of like Paper Mario, kind of. But it looks good. Like the, the animation is really, really good. The characters and yeah, it was fun. It's it's and it's short too. I also talk about. How much I enjoyed that because I because a lot of the games that I like are 100 plus hour games and it's nice to play something that's over in a few hours you know and have that have that like sit down beginning to end you know feeling which is not something that I get that often because like I said the games that I get are way too long and I never get through them so so yeah so check that out on Nintendo World Report hopefully there'll be more stuff on there of reviews for me in the in the future so it was fun to fun to review something again so yeah that's my stuff. Do you have anything to say before break, John? Uh, no, just the Hitman stuff. Nothing new for me this week. All right. Well, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about uh, whatever an Elden Ring is. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll, t- we'll talk about that. 
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! Zero was a good, a good little surprise today. Yeah, and early too, like really early. Mm-hmm. Like, and if there, I mean, I was surprised by how early Majora's Mask dropped. That ended up dropping at like eight o'clock the day before. So maybe they'll do that again, and it'll drop at like eight p.m. on Thursday. I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to how they do this stuff. <laughs> I know it, it's weird. So. It's because well, because they said it was going to drop on Friday. They said it was going to drop on Friday, but it dropped. Mm-hmm. At eight o'clock on Thursday, I'm like, I, th- I think they were trying to apologize for how late. Because what didn't Banjo Kazooie like not come out till like ten o'clock like that night or something on the day it was supposed to come out? I remember it was really really late. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I'm just happy to see F Zero X on there. It's a good game. It's a hard. It's a hard ass game, but the music is great. Is this the first release of an F Zero game? And like, like, well, how long has it been? I mean, F-Zero Super Nintendo is already on the Switch, so it's the second. As far as the last new F-Zero game, though, that was the GameCube one, right? No, the the last F-Zero game that came out was uh, F-Zero Legends on uh, Game Boy Advance, the one that was based, oh, that's right. the one that was based mm. on the anime. That was like, what, 2006 or something like that? I I don't know. F- was it F-Zero GP Legend? That's what it's called, because I, yeah. I have it. That one was hard, too. Which I think might be on... It's it is it's on Wii U. It's on the Wii U. Okay, yeah. Uh, it came out in 2003. Well, in Japan, 2000. Wait, it came out in 2004. Oh, it came out in 2004, and then there was a sequel, but it was only in Japan. That's yeah, I heard about that. Well, there was an F Zero Two also for Super Nintendo that didn't come out here. I, I played it. I played it on an emulator, of course, because I love those games. F Zero X was available on Wii U, so it's it's not really it's not really that much of a thing. It was available on Wii also, but it's um. 
It's just nice to see it but again. It'll be the first time it has online. It'll be the first online F Zero experience. Yeah, I'll kick your ass. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure you will. It's the only. It was the only F Zero game where you can actually attack other racers because you can do that spin thing where you like spin around and you can actually destroy other cars. You couldn't do that in any other F Zero game. This is the only one that, that you can do that. And there's a and there's a race called Death Race where you can just it's just you killing other cars and you want and it, the idea is to just destroy everybody in a certain time limit, which is fun. Is Sly Stallone in it? Uh, I don't think so. As Does a Machine Gun Kelly do the soundtrack. Machine Gun Joe Viterbo was his name, and then uh, yeah, Death, right. Death Race 2000, and uh, so Frankenstein. Movie. That's a wonderful movie. David Carradine was in it. Anyway, we're back from the break. Let's talk about that game that everybody's been talking about. Yeah, let's talk about it. I bought it. I bought Elden Ring, as we've mentioned multiple times. I didn't really do a good job of keeping that secret, but yeah, I said it at the top of the show. I figured you would eventually because you're you're easily influenced as far as... Uh, I think the people at work, if they're talking about something a lot, you'll end up wanting to get it to be part of it, right? Because you want to be part of the conversation in that in that way is what I mean. Okay, I was going to say. Well, no, I and I said it. I mean, that's what I said to you initially. I said, I want to be part of the zeitgeist. And yeah, people... Are, I've heard people talk to about it at work, but just one other person who hasn't played it yet. So actually, as of now, I'm the only person that I talk to on a physical basis that that's playing it. I guess well, anybody because you are you guys aren't playing it. Mm. So I know I know um, Hutch is playing it, but he said he hasn't been able to play it much because he can't take it on the go with him. I thought he got it for his. I thought he got it for his son. Yeah, he got it for his son, and but he's only able to play it you know when he's home and when his son's not playing it. So he said it's not a whole lot. Yeah, no, he's, I know he's a big uh, handheld gamer. I know next to nothing about this game. I've only heard you know the glowing reviews in the past couple of days, but I, I just have no exposure to it. I've gathered that it's it is not a sequel to Dark Souls or anything, but it takes place in the Dark Souls universe. Is that correct? I don't think no. It it's not in the universe because it's a George R. R. Martin joint, right? Yeah, I don't even know if it takes place in the same universe. No, it's just the same it's developers. Got, same developers. It's got okay. its it's got its own mythology and maybe eventually they will have like a direct sequel or something lateral that will take place in the same universe because it's got a really interesting mythology um it keeps that really gross i don't know if you call it cronenbergian it's just like everything's kind of like bloated and mutated looking yeah (laughs) i guess that is cronenbergian um is it all like so it's like body horror stuff then there's a lot of like like cronenberg stuff well just uh i think so just a lot of the enemies are you know like the first major boss which i still haven't beat turns out that's one of the hardest bosses in the game and they just kind of are teaching you about souls games because you you're you're not supposed to like i mean you can try to beat him but you're most likely supposed to go either farm a bunch or go do other side missions until you're ready to fight the first boss yeah i heard heard they throw you into something that's like really really hard like right at the beginning to try to just yeah to teach you to run from certain things and to not try to fight everything i guess did did you find the combat tutorial i guess a lot of people weren't able to find that or it's kind of like hidden a little bit i guess there's like a tutorial in there that's to the side of wherever you start or whatever um probably not i don't really remember my my first couple hours with the game because i was just so overwhelmed by all the systems and everything that was happening and also just trying to figure out how it would run on my computer. Like I had to fuck around with it a bit to get it to run right on my laptop. Like technically I have a gaming laptop and I just bought it towards the end of 2020. So it's not that old of a computer, but who knows? Like it, maybe it was like a year or two as far as how old the model was when I bought it. But uh, supposedly according to the Best Buy employee, I could throw whatever game at it as of late 2020 and it would work. At the time, but I've been reading yeah. a lot of stuff. Right, I've been reading a lot of stuff saying like, sure, it works great on consoles because it's optimized, which is actually like refreshing after all the cyberpunk shit. But uh, yeah, there's 
a lot of people are still having issues with it, even on really high performance computers. So I had it set on whatever the default settings were. And man, it looked incredible. And I was playing that opening scene, which you're kind of like in a cave, you know, and it's got a very emergent design in that sense. That reminds me, I hate to say it, but I'll, I'm just going to get out of the way now. I'm going to mention Breath of the Wild a lot. I figured you would. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, we gotta ask you like about the similarities to the breath to Breath of the Wild. That'll be how we. This is our excuse for bringing Elden Ring onto Nintendo Main here. So here's the reason why I specifically influences. am going to use Breath of the Wild a lot. It's because it's a game I know very well, and sure, it's the yeah. only open world game I think that I've ever finished. So I really don't have a whole lot of. I mean, you finished a. I mean, you finished that other one. Um, what is it called? A uh, Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead. That's, that's, oh, that's, that's right. You know what? And that was another. So maybe I think that's what you were referring to when you said like people were talking about it at work or whatever. I, I, what I meant is that you, you know, you want to be a part of whatever's people are talking about, which is fine. I understand that. I get and it. I don't man. mind being the ambassador in this case because I have the gear for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you also said at the beginning of the year that you wanted to wanted yep. to learn how to play a Souls game, so. So there you go. But I don't think um as far as I was going to say as far as like universes go, right? Like I don't think like Sekiro or like or like um mm. Bloodborne, they don't like exist in the Dark Souls world. I don't think Blood is Bloodborne made by From Software? Yeah. That's it why is? that's okay. why they that's why they call it Soulsborne cuz Bloodborne. But is. it's not. No, they're all other than the Dark Souls games which yeah, they literally are, I guess in the same universe but yeah but i don't think demon souls even is like a part of dark souls this universe i don't know yeah i, I, so. I only played demon souls and i played a d- demo of dark souls on switch that's all i know and and i was i was listening to uh the nvc podcast and and seth was saying uh he was basically saying that that dark souls felt like when you're in a dream and you're trying to fight somebody and you're moving really really slow and you can't actually hit them that's exactly how i felt about demon souls and that's why i didn't like it is that i hated the controls so much i couldn't get around it because like the dodging was really slow and it didn't feel like correct but i don't know that was just me but that was 20 years ago or whatever when when that that was a playstation 3 game so Mm -hmm. i don't know but that but that was my experience with dark souls where i was like i beat like one boss and almost beat a second boss and i was just like i don't want to play this game anymore (laughs) like i just can't i just can't wrap my head around it but i mean you're having fun with it obviously right you put like i am having fun so it's so I definitely wanted to mention, and thank you for reminding me, um, I did say at the beginning of the year that I wanted to finish a Souls game because I've just been hearing so much about it, and especially on some of my favorite podcasts and how it's RPG adjacent. I mean, it's definitely an RPG to a certain extent. I mean, you level up, right? You get experience points, you level up. You do, and, and it's all about the stats. Like, the stats are what I consider drives your RPG. whole build, yeah. I mean... For me, it's the leveling up and the and the customization and all that. Like, through, you know, through, like, how you... I don't know. I feel like if you level up and you get new moves and stuff, it's an RPG. That's me. It's an RPG. So I feel like I built, you know, I spent, so my name in the, in the game, by the way, is Joe Ellen. Is that your and character? The reason my name is Joe <laughs> Ellen was because I wanted to, I mean, I was like, I'm going to do a female character just because I can. It's a character creator. Sure. I gave her I different colored it. eyes, kind of like David Bowie, which I thought was cool. I could do that. Oh, yeah. And the reason I named her Joe Allen was because I was like, I need to pay my rent. And the name of my uh, realtor is Joe, <laughs> Joe Allen Properties. Oh, weird. But, I, when, but when I first, like, Shauna first told me about them because she rented from them before. And I don't know if anybody who listens to the podcast knows there was a whole thing where we, like, basically tried to find a new place to move pretty quick. Yeah. And the way we did it was going through Shauna's previous realtor, Joe Allen. But I always thought she was saying Joe Allen. So in my head, like, even now when I <laughs> sign my, my rent check or I'm writing out my rent check, I'm like, 
is it Joe Ellen or Joe Allen? And she has to remind me every time. So for whatever reason, that's just the first thing that popped up in my head and the character creator. I'm like, I'm going to be Joe Ellen. So yeah, it's J-O <laughs> Ellen. Your character already has backstory before you've even started the game. You already got like this big backstory yeah. before the character even started in the game. So there you go. And the other thing was like, I was like, I'm just going to play for a little bit and then do a different build because that's what a lot of people have done. They've been like, well, I, I you know, I start, I played a few hours with this build didn't like it just started over again so i thought i was gonna end up doing that because i still needed to actually learn the mechanics yeah because you don't really know yeah i'd read a few reviews but i didn't really know what i was doing so i really kind of went into it like just what the fuck's happening here there's just stuff everywhere i could pick up whatever i want pretty much item wise and am i gonna get over encumbered and how what weapon should i equip and how do i put this armor on and oh shit this armor looks like shit but is it better and like, I don't know, it just, I'm going through all these, I've had all these feelings and uh, eventually I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to play it and I'm just going to keep going and we'll see how long I can stick out in this character. Yeah. Just play it how you want to do it and see what happens. I probably played a good five hours before I really kind of figured out how to level up. I didn't level up at all for five hours. I've actually heard about that too. I've yeah. heard about that on a bunch of podcasts as well, where like one, like uh, what was it? Eight, four play. Like one of their, one of their people uh, was like, was like, yeah, I played it for like 30 hours and I stayed and I, and I call my buddies and I'm like, when do you level up? Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he couldn't figure it out. I mean, well, he played a whole bunch of other Soulsborns, but he also likes to play things on the extreme difficulty and all that. So he might've just, well, been that's doing a that just great way to do it. Never yeah. level up. <laughs> yeah. No, I figured it up, out. Though, did, was it all the more satisfying because of it or was it just like oh finally it's very incremental like, you have to like very, sleep or something right incremental. for it to it for you to level uh, up so like, okay so shots. you've probably heard you know you've heard the internet jokes about like if somebody's getting too fired up in a comment section they're like you need to go touch grass like you need to get out of the that. house <laughs> oh that's a thing that i've noticed a lot is that a souls thing no it's not even a souls thing um it's just a thing it's an online thing it's like you need to touch grass this week like you need to get out of your house you know so to speak. But in this, you touch grace. So like that's become a whole meme with, uh, with the Elden Ring. You touch grace, like holiness. which is essentially, yeah, uh, grace is the God of, I don't know if it's the God or if it's like the kind of the Jesus, but you know, that's still God. So you get kind of this feeling of who grace is and they're the one guiding you to become a noble of the Elden Ring, whatever fuck shit's going on. I mean, this, <laughs> this is, this is high fantasy. Be, be part of the ring. Of the extreme. Elden ring. Yeah. The ring shattered. Everybody's pissed about it. Now everybody meets in this place that exists outside of reality, and they like hang around a table and talk about shit, kind of like King Arthur. And then they yeah, also, the ring like, fight the each other. Ring table. Yeah. Something so, like but the ring broke. I don't even know if the game involves getting the pieces back or not. I, so far, I haven't found a piece of ring or anything like that. There's a bunch of giant glowing trees everywhere. So if you think of like the mana tree and a lot of different jrpgs like you got that in spades oh nice it's everywhere there's a giant there's a huge one so it's not the one world tree there's a bunch of them yeah but then there's lots of minor trees that are like still gigantic but nothing compared to this world tree or whatever they call it that's like literally you can't see where it starts or where it ends you know it's a tree though you can at least tell that much about it you can see the bark but um yeah i've got i wrote down a bunch of stuff here because like I have a lot to say, but it's hard to present what I feel about this game in a very uh, lot like a uh, any sort of a chronological way or any sort of like a put together way. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do a review of this now. Obviously, I could maybe do like an impressions article, but it's going to be probably kind of embarrassing because I'm so bad at this game that I feel like anybody else who's played almost 20 hours would have at least beat a boss by now. I haven't beat a boss. 
you never, I mean, you, you haven't really, you never really played the games before. So, I mean, I think it's good that you're still playing it and you still like it. You're not like, well, I mean, it's I mean fun. Have, have, like you, it's... have you, have you died a lot? Oh yeah. I'm sure oh, you have, yeah. right. But you're not like, uh, but you're not like, you know, it, it doesn't like, uh, upset you or it's not like super annoying to die. There like, it's was not one death right? that really upset me. Yes. And it only, it's only been the one it's because now that I know how the leveling up system works, I've been doing that. So I'm almost level 30. I don't know if it was because of the buffs I gave my character initially or what, but I was started out at level six and I was at level six for quite a while. And in fact, I looked and I, and I saw I'm at level six. So I thought I must be automatically leveling up because I'm not level one, you know, but no, it turns out that's just whatever the base level they gave my character and so I was like, well, what do I need to level up? And I remember at the time, it was something like 300 and something runes. And to me, that just seems huge. I'd never been able to keep them that long before I would get killed. Well, you have to figure out a place to farm. And so all the sites of grace you find are quick travel points. There are also places where you do the, basically, you go to sleep, the janitor comes and puts all the bad guys back. And that's one of the elements of the Dark Souls game that sticks out here. I guess it's kind of like the Blood Moon and Breath, Breath of the Wild, Wild, but even more so, it's just, other than like the big bosses, all the enemies get reset whenever you rest. So sure, you like get your energy back. Oh, interesting. You get your, you get your flasks back, like you get your... You basically you have the cerulean tears and the crimson tears. One's magic, one's life, and you can you can have a total of five jo- five uh, flasks, and you can allocate them however you want. So I could say I want three red ones, two blue ones, or I want right now I have four blue ones, one red one because I'm a, a, a magic type character build. Mm. So I want to have lots of refills, and I'm willing to like you know. Especially for grinding, I'm willing to only have one flask to heal because I'm going to keep resetting it anyway to go back and kill the same group of enemies over and over again. So with that, I'm able to just kind of like, I've found a few couple spots where I can just like mow down all the enemies in less than like a minute and uh, get like four or five hundred runes which are the experience points it's not a lot because the last level up i did to go from 28 to 29 was like six thousand something runes that was that wasn't going very quickly at the place i'd been using to grind because you get maybe about 400 a run so i mean whatever i could keep going i could play it whatever it was 15 times to level up but instead i was like well what can i do i need to go to a new area well i started exploring because here's another thing here's another strategy of mine in Elden Ring. if i want to level up that's all i because it's i want to spend up. my runes before i die and lose all my runes can you can you come back and get them or no you can because isn't that isn't there that thing yeah yes but it's best to do that when you're farming because and i, I think i have that in my notes here if i get killed while i'm farming well i know where i'm going already because i keep going back to the same place already i know i can beat all the enemies there just for whatever reason i fucked up that time so i'm going to be able to go and easily get my progress back and so i don't actually lose anything um you don't lose any items you're holding all you lose is your experience which are the runes and you also pick up items that are that are runes but you don't they don't count towards your xp until you like use them as an item so if you just stock those up and even if you get killed they'll still be in your inventory and those are worth about between 600 and like 1500 each so some of those are pretty good to have just keep them in your inventory for when you're wanting to grind and level. But anyway, when I like right after I level up, I'm like, all right, this is awesome. Like, is a really one of the best feelings about leveling up is you don't have very many runes. Let's go somewhere new. Let's go do something stupid. Let's go jump off a cliff and see if I die. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just let's go around and like have fun exploring because you know I remember I like I walked 
just earlier today, I like walked up to the spot. There's a fence and there's this weird, like furry thing on the ground. I mean, it was, it, it was a little, it was huge. I'm like, is that a dragon? I don't know if that's a dragon. And then it stands up, looks at me. It's a dragon and it breathes a cloud of death fire. I don't know what you'd call it, but it gave me what's called the scarlet rot, which makes you bleed to death through your pores, which is like fun. Terrible. I hate, I hate scarlet rot. It's worse than poison. It's the worst saddest effect I've ever had in a 3D game. Did you, you hug can't that lady? <laughs> I have did, not did hugged you hug, any ladies. Did you hug the monster lady? You haven't I, found her yet? Okay. Apparently that was a thing too. There's a monster lady that really wants to hug you. And if you hug if you hug her, you get like some sort of debuff, but some people are doing it anyway because they feel bad for her. And apparently it's like the most amazing hug ever. <laughs> it shows it in great detail, I guess, if, wow. if you do it. I don't know. I, I love some of your notes here that you haven't got to yet. Like, uh, giant stone heads that I don't understand. That's oh yeah. Hilarious. So I've seen, yeah, <laughs> there's just so much going on here. So earlier today, I think I, I think I started to say it and then I forgot. Um, I went to an area I'd been to multiple times. In fact, I tried to farm over there, but one of the reasons I don't like farming over there are there's these really cute dogs, but they're actually like really bad. That'll kill you. Um, but they look just like, they kind of look, I'm trying to think of what the fur it's not like a poodle but there's those dogs that have kind of like the ringlets of hair that are kind of smooth and greasy i don't know like what kind of dog i don't know a labradoodle kind of like what it's mm-hmm. first yeah, like I don't, my 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 knowledge of dogs is limited anyway these look like some kind of like show dogs almost but except they're like they got these giant teeth and they they kill you <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and everything it's kills you in this everything kills I, you i understand but, the, yeah. but they're actually pretty cute other than their teeth like I, I just i remember the first time i saw them i was like that can't be bad it looks cute and then yeah it killed the fuck out of me immediately <laughs> saw me. but yeah so earlier today i went to that spot i was a little stronger than i had been i killed everybody including the cute dogs and uh i was like wait what's this over here and like literally right there the, in the spot i'd been like sniping with my magic because i because i shoot uh it's called like glintstone pebble that's the spell i use the most and it's uh it's just a cast that hit, shoots a projectile and it's great it's my strongest attack i get to like stand and be a coward you know i get to stand in the bushes and hide kind of like rcs i just hide in the bushes all the time yeah. creep around uh, i use glintstone pebble and i kill everybody and then i realize wait a minute over here where i thought you know it was just some torches this is actually a stairwell i walk down the stairwell and i'm in this huge room where there's just a bunch of giant rats they want to kill me too but they're pretty easy to kill like i think maybe they thought i would get to this spot a little earlier i don't know but anyway i kill all the rats i'm like this is great i killed rats and i go to the back (laughs) of the room and there's a door i open it and there's just single treasure chest i'm like cool this must be like a mini dungeon like kind of like a shrine kind of thing you know, what kind of cool treasure am I going to get in here? So I open up the dungeon. Or I, open up the dungeon. I open up the treasure chest and it just says, you've been trapped in a transportation spell. I'm like, what the fuck? Transports me all the way across the map. Like, it's kind of like a, uh, in Voyager when like the Borg like trans or no, I think it's Q sends a Voyager way far out and they have to go back home again. It sends me like way across the map all of a sudden. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I just got sent across the map like really far. Kind of reminds me of Super Mario Brothers 2 with, with like the pipes that would send you back levels. Do you remember mm. those? Like in the actual Super Mario Brothers 2, there were pipes that would actually send you back levels. Like they were reverse warp pipes. It kind of kind of reminds me of that. Where like if you get in the wrong one, you'll go back like to like level one if you're in three or whatever, which is funny. Well, this actually was advantageous. Um, because now I have like this whole new continent to explore and 
I've gotten like sites of grace there so I can quick travel anywhere I want. Like that's what that's another great thing. Like oh, yeah, you can quick as travel long as you're not there. in battle. Yeah, you can quick travel anywhere. It's not quite as good because I think in Breath of the Wild, even if you've got an enemy like pursuing you, you can quick travel out of it. Oh. You can't do that in this. It's like nope, nope. That's kind of how it's I like mean, Arceus. Yeah, it'll say that's like Arceus, but but Arceus, you can easily just run away from him and then or you can just braviary, you know, out of there. Like Oh yeah, and running away. Uh, you have the so, horse, right? I'm sure. Yeah, you get a horse, and it's a spectral steed, so you don't have to care if it dies because it's just a ghost. <laughs> so it, when it gets killed, it just vanishes, and then you bring it back, and you have to spend one of your red potions to bring it back. So if you don't have very many red potions, then you might be fucking yourself on the horse. But no, the horse is great because I, I get the fuck out of Dodge if I run into something fucked up. But anyway, so I went all the way across the map, and I'm like, I don't know. This has never happened to me before. And I show up at the new place and I'm inside of like a little shack, but I'm inside of a cave. And then I hear tink, 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 like the sound of like a, a pickaxe hitting a wall, you know. And I look out the door and there's just all these like weird zombie creatures mining. And they've got like some sort of like foreman watching them, making sure they're working and they're all walking around. And then I, it was just incredible. It was like I just appeared in this place where they're just doing their own thing, like. It has nothing to do with trying to take over the world or kill me. As far as I could tell, they're just mining. Of course, I went out and I like interacted with them and they killed me. <laughs> the ones that were the foremen like shoot like, these huge volleys of arrows at you that are like, they, it'll kill you. It'll one shot you if you're, if you're too weak. So what I ended up having to do was solid snake my way out of the cave and just get past, you know, since they were mining, they weren't really able to hear me sneak past them. So I ended up getting through. Got to get in a box. Going outside. And I was in like this weird, like, I don't know. There's like weird fossils everywhere. It's like, that's the biome I'm in now. And it's like, I was talking about the giant skulls I saw. Like they're part of the biome. It looks like the heads that you don't understand. Skulls are they're like the size of, yeah, like giant, I don't know, like size of mountains. And I see them from far away. I'm like, that's definitely a skull. But what's it doing? And, and everything in this game is like very post-apocalyptic looking, of course. So all these really incredible structures are are everywhere to be found, but they're they're collapsed. So Hey, I'm going to say it again. Breath of the Wild. You see a lot of that, like what used to be. Oh, yeah. Now, the Yeah. The post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. And now everything's just twisted. And there's this huge, just, I don't know, just this evil energy in the air. And everything wants to kill you. These giant crows with teeth will just swoop down and chew you to death. And yeah, I talked about the dragon, um, the scarlet rot. What else do I have here? Uh, there's these other dogs. They're different than the other dogs I already talked about. But they're like bipedal dogs. And they come at you and they turn their head sideways and their teeth are huge. And they like, I don't know, it's almost like scissors. <laughs> and they'll just like break through anything. If you try to hide behind something, they just like crush through it, kill you. Those guys suck. <laughs> they're everywhere mm-hmm. in this new place I've been. Well, I started walking towards one of those trees and I get to like this this cliff and i'm looking out over this cliff and there's like a pathway to the tree i'm like actually there and i look down some weird creature down there with a bow and arrow one shots me kills me mm. so i go back to look at it again and to get my runes back and i'm like oh he sees me he's gonna shoot me so i step about 10 feet back from the edge of the cliff to where he's underneath the cliff he can't even see me well his spell traveled through the rock and killed me in one hit again so i <laughs> lost a bunch of runes that time that's some that stuff times i was really pissed off yeah and um yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this game. It's twenty hours, and I barely feel like I've done anything yet. But but you, um, I mean, but you like it, right? It's not obviously. Oh, I love it. Yeah, but, I love but, it. But and, you, um, it's not. It's not annoying. Like it because I've heard people talk about like 
Yeah, like when you you know you play a game for a certain amount of time and nothing really happens. Like that's what that's why I hated those uh, Elder Scroll, Scroll games so much, or at least Oblivion, the one that I despised like so much. Is I played that game for maybe five hours and nothing, and I have done nothing. I did nothing in the game. Like I had not progressed anywhere. I'm like this game fucking sucks. Like it bothers me when I play a game for a certain amount of time and there's and I haven't done anything. I think the that's why I couldn't get into a lot of those. Better online multiplayer stuff that don't have that have no progression i'm like why am i even doing this like i i come out with nothing in the end so this is definitely a roguelite i mean it's if you're careful about it it's very easy to just grind your way up get strong get good as they say yeah um i think that it's really actually i wouldn't call it an easy game but i don't think it's insurmountable i think it's anybody could get into this game just like ultimately what happened with breath of the wild like a lot of people initially we're like okay well this is cool but like maybe they're like going too far out on a limb that the hardcore gamers are the ones they have to to serve with breath of the wild well turns out because of breath of the wild's flexibility with how you can play it actually is a great game for more casual gamers to get into and as a result maybe become more of a hardcore gamer or at least within that game you know what i'm saying yeah. So I think that's the same thing that's going to be happening with Elden Ring. And, and the producer of the game said the same thing. I mean, I can't remember his name. It's Miyazaki, I think. It's not the same Miyazaki, but he said, like, this is going to be the most played Souls game. The most new people are going to play this. It's going to introduce people. And I think he's right. I mean, it's it's a fucking fantastic game. And I'm yeah, I'm glad I've been playing it. I've played it every day since I got it. I think about it when I'm not playing it. Um, I go to spots I've been to over and over again, and I find new stuff there. I see like enemies interacting. So like one of my favorite farming spots is like two like factions of enemies are fighting each other. And it's awesome because I can just go and pick them off, but they're so distracted by fighting each other that I just get all these runes out of it. So like Hmm. there's like just different systems happening out in the world that make the game a lot of fun. And there's, there's a lot of depth to it. And John, it's like, I think I have it here too. Like when you were talking about Hitman, you still kind of do that. You feel like you get a new experience. Like, every time you play it in some way yep. you see something you haven't seen yet or you discover something that you didn't know that's my experience with this game so far so i'm going to be kind of like preaching to the choir in that regard that of course we want games that are like that of course the game's good because of that but don't let the difficulty turn you off because even if you can't beat that boss even if you can't get through that castle gate right now just go somewhere else and you're going to find something really interesting you can go to really other cool. things yeah. And if nothing else, you're going to see a, some kind of enemy that's just so grotesque and fucked up. You're going to be thinking about it for a while. <laughs> so I like I fought um, a creature today that looked just like Legion from Castlevania. So it's basically well, like a bunch it was heads, but it was just heads. Yeah, it was just a bunch of it was a big ball of flesh with a bunch of like quivering faces all over it. It's just floating because Legion is like a is like a you know it was like bodies and stuff. Is, yeah. is well, it's, I mean it's a demon that you can get in Shin Megami Tensei also. Like with the, you know, Legion from the Bible with the multiple mm-hmm. We Are Many and all that stuff. Also the main villain of Shadow Man 64 as well. But I killed it. It took a really long time. It was really hard. And I expected something to happen. I got like 200 experience points for it. And that was it. Like nothing happened. <laughs> like it was just dead. I'm like, cool. That was a really hard battle that where I actually died a bunch of times. And getting to that battle was really hard because of the the between the spot where I can continue and then the like kind of you go through this like pass in the mountains and there's a bunch of fucking exploding bad guys and they're trying to kill you Mm -mm. so if you can get past all them without dying you can finally fight legion and yeah i was just really disappointed but also at the same time like well this is just another check in i think for the positive for the game because 
maybe this enemy is actually just a, something I'm going to see a bunch and it's just the first time I encountered it. Maybe eventually it will make sense. But And then at the same time, I've been seeing these weird troll things that I've seen him multiple places on the map. So I don't know what they're all about. But they're the ones, if you've watched any videos where they've got like a hole in their stomach and like something about that hole in the stomach has to do with how you defeat them. But there's several of those and they're always kind of like perched on top of mountains waiting for you to walk by and then they jump down and attack you from above. So I've actually grown accustomed to looking, really surveying my surroundings before I go. If I see like a tall structure, I'm like, is there one of those fuckers up there? Because I still can't beat them. I went to like a a town. See, I've been to all these cool locales. I went to a town today that was like supposed to be like the land of the sorcerers or the city of the sorcerers. And at first it seems completely abandoned. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to explore. And then all of a sudden this thing's attacking me. And I realized like there's all kinds of bad guys. They're just all invisible. Weird. So I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. This feels like legend. This feels like Zelda 2 right here. That uh, if you guys know what I'm talking about, that one city you go to. I can't see anybody, but they're all killing me. But then eventually I got up. I got up the courage to go back and I just ran through it with my horse. They're all attacking me, but I managed to get past all of them. And I was happy I did because I found a shrine of grace just on the other side. So now I can. I can just skip that town completely until I need to go there. So that's pretty cool too. I don't know what to say. I have you been? Uh, I mean, have you like been reading the notes on the ground and stuff like that that yeah. people leave? Like that's I remember that from Demon Sword or from Demon Souls, where it's like, uh, in yeah. fact, I got killed for one of them. One they of them was they like, would, get, yeah, they would tell you things yeah. that you should never believe. Whatever they say, he would be like, walk off this, walk off this cliff, and, and that yep. obviously will kill you. So I didn't do it. But or, or have you like called in people? Like I know you can do that too, where you can get. I've people called to help in you out. Uh, NPCs, but I haven't actually had someone. Yeah, because you can me. do summons and stuff. Do you have a? Do do you use like the bleeding weapons? That was the thing that I heard about multiple podcasts that I don't think know each other, where people kept talking about dexterity and uh, and getting like weapons that cause bleeding, and apparently that helps you a lot because it'll like I imagine it will it'll yeah. do like massive damage on the on the on the boss. Like if you hit him once, it'll, like, Scarlet, it'll do like a yeah. triple damage or something. Like I mean, you know, there's there's. I understand like bleeding weapons, like they're in all sorts of RPGs. They're even in Mortal Kombat. But yeah, that, that's what I heard with people saying, like that that was a good that was a good way to kind of cheese it, you know, to try to make it a little bit easier and all that. I use a staff. I'm a magic type, so I use a staff, and uh, I've just been leveling that staff up. So I've used the blacksmith to like uh, put some extra perks on it and stuff. And um, you know, I'm still kind of figuring out all that shit too, because you can uh, coat it in grease. There's different grease you can pick up that'll give it different attributes too. Hmm. So I've done that with a like I have a, a broadsword that I've like coated with grease and then tried to use that to farm. Turns out my character just isn't meant to be a sword user, but they actually do significant damage because I put a lot of my uh, points into my strength stat. I wish I would have focused on intelligence more. Like now they're about equal, but uh, I I feel like I should have spammed my intelligence points and then brought my strength up to join it because intelligence is what's been winning it for me with uh for magic with the, probably uh, right long range spells yeah yeah that's what i would think this so, magic would do it or that would kind of like i think that's gonna be my path i'm taking the coward's path this first playthrough but i've already been thinking about the future like whatever when i start again like how what character do i want for that beginning part and like how would i do this different and then i'm also gonna know where shit is even if i haven't actually unlock stuff on the map like i'll know where to go i'll know where the farming spots are so i have a feeling like if i restarted the game now I probably get to where I am now within a couple of hours, like quicker, I'd say maybe five hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But a lot of it's just been bumbling through, and I think that's been the most fun part. And so I've been playing this on my laptop with my eight bit dough, and it works like a dream. There you um, go. I wanted to maybe, so I've tried hooking it up to a TV through the HDMI out, thinking I could just treat the laptop like a console. But for whatever reason, it like the frame rate 
it doesn't work. Suffers a lot yeah. while I do that. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't yeah, I, don't I don't know why that would be. Yeah. Maybe it takes up RAM to output HDMI. I haven't, I've never looked at that before. But I, I don't know if your computer does it, but my computer, whenever I hook it up to a TV, like it automatically, it'll like upscale the 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 like it'll make everything like 1080. Like I think it's regular running on like 7, 8, 720 or whatever, but it'll change like the aspect ratio of the whatever it'll like change the resolution on the screen and maybe that has something to do with it i don't know like i haven't really had a problem with mine but i don't try to run anything it's one of the things i'm going to play around with a little bit more it's this not week like 10 years old or whatever i would love to just have this basically treat my laptop like a ps5 or whatever you know treat it like a game much cheaper in this yeah. regard <laughs> hook it up to my tv and you know the little bit of time i did play it on my tv before it started crapping out I was seeing details I didn't notice before, and like the, the the monsters, and even my character. You know, like because it's just such a bigger screen. Even though it's just like a thirty inch screen, but my laptop screen's like what, like fifteen inches, maybe. So uh, I don't know. I just feel like I'm gonna get a better appreciation appreciation for the beauty of the game if I run it on a bigger screen. So sure, yeah. I'm going to try to figure out this week how to do that. Um, I didn't ever say originally, like I was playing it on the highest settings. I was going through the cave and I got to this room and all of a sudden everything started to stutter. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? That I noticed there was a door. I'm like, I bet you the open world is outside of that door. <laughs> because yeah, the frame yeah. just went to shit. <laughs> so I open up the door and of course, yeah, that was kind of the breath of the wild, like Vista moment. It takes a while to get to that, probably like 30 or 40 minutes, but you finally get to that where, hey, I'm out here in this open world and it's running like shit. So I had to like <laughs> go in and play with the settings. And so I'm running almost on the absolute lowest settings, but it still looks amazing. The draw distance is incredible. Like I don't feel like I could still see an enemy when they're like really really far away yeah and they're not doing the weird uh they're not doing the weird animation that all the switch there's a little bit of that sometimes there's a little bit of that where i'll see like because there are some flying uh bat demon kind of creatures that you fight and they do sort of do that choppy rodan sort of effect um (laughs) which is what i always thought of when it happened in arceus but i don't know when it all comes down to it you know i paid 60 bucks for this i paid full price i i I think I've spent $60 on worse games for sure. Sure. In fact, this is a good game. I don't know how long it's going to take me to actually play through it. I see people saying they finished it in 60 hours. I see people saying they finished it in 80 hours. I bet you I'm going to be. And the company said like 30 well hours, over 100. but I think they're full of shit. Like I've heard I people say that, well that's like, over, yeah, that they're full of shit. The company I'll be well like, over yeah. 100 when I see credits in this game because man, I am like moving like so slow. And what do you, what is the point? Like you, do you have to beat you have to beat the bosses to get through, right? I think the point of the game is to become an elder God. And to do that, you have to defeat all the other ones that are already elder gods or something like that. So you are actually going around fighting like these really hyper powerful bosses, which that one at the beginning is one of the, I just read a thing that said it was like, according to, a survey of souls players that have played like a lot of games. It's the 10th hardest boss in the game. So for that to be the first boss is kind of shitty because there's a lot of bosses. So, um, but I think that's one of the bosses that's kind of like, cause he actually is talking to you while he's fighting you and being like, I'm going to put your ambitions to rest. I don't know. He's just having this whole conversation with you. And he's like this weird, distorted, mutated looking centaur slash tree thing. I mean, in, in, in the original, I mean, in Breath of the Wild, you could go straight to Ganon at the beginning if you wanted to, you know, so it's, that's kind of similar, I guess. I mean, they didn't like really point you that way, but you could. You never really get pointed anyway in this game either. It's just, you do kind of get like, 
I guess through the terrain and through buildings and stuff, it does kind of guide you in a certain direction. And I and it took me like a really long time to get to that boss that everybody was talking about. And then I'm like, oh, this is the one. Okay, I get it now. This sucks. oh, uh, Margit or Margit or whatever yeah. it's called, right? Mar- Margot mm-hmm. Robbie, whatever, whatever they, whatever the name is, <laughs> Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what what I heard that's really cool about it is, is is much like what it was cool about Breath of the Wild is there's just it's just an open area and it doesn't really tell you where to where to go and there's not like a million icons on the screen you know like uh like I guess uh, Horizon Forbidden West like kind of had that but where it's no, just, this is great so it's, it's not it really directed some... it's not like go to all these millions of places it's just like no do whatever and you figure it out there's definitely some UI and I think probably especially if you're playing on a PC and you wanted a bunch of hotkeys you're probably going to get more clutter on the edges of the screen but since i'm playing with a controller everything's done through cycling on the uh, the d-pad and the trigger buttons and then actually i probably should program i'll say do you use your bottom buttons? buttons i have i need to i need to you never use those for arceus did you on the bottom no i think i need to make those my i want to make one my horse calling thing because right now i actually have to cycle through all my healing items to get to the thing that calls my horse so i'll have it set to my healing items because i need them because i'm going to battle but then i need to run i'm like oh shit i just drank a potion when i didn't even need it i wasted a potion and i didn't summon my horse and i have to cycle through it and get to the horse so i hopefully i can figure out how to just hotkey the horse to one button that i press that's just exclusively horse button horse button yeah yeah the uh yeah the horse is really really important in this game and i tried to like not use the horse for a while do you, do you like the way the horse moves it changes like, I, i've heard everything. a lot of people complaining about the way the horse moves it's fine. It doesn't move great. <laughs> that but it doesn't I move don't... like the way you think a horse would. Like it moves completely differently, and it's kind of broken. But people, so it's people a bit like it, driving the the Kirby car around. It, it actually handle, handles similarly to the the, the mouthful boat car. Oh yeah, if I'm being <laughs> honest, it's kind of got that sort of like janky kind of like like you can kind of like the physics don't make sense, but you can rapidly change on the spot. Your horse kind of does like a little rear kind of thing and stuff like it makes it look somewhat realistic. But yeah, if the enemies hit your horse, it just disappears and then you can call it again. But like I said, it takes away one of your healing items to call the horse back. But you absolutely need the horse um, to get through, to skip certain things. You're not going to be fast enough on foot to get the fuck out of Dodge. If you walk into somewhere you're not supposed to be yet. I mean, yeah, the horse is really important. So I highly recommend even if you're the kind of person that, because I hate, I did, I barely use the horse in Breath of the Wild. Like once I, yeah, when, I mean, my, once you get the the Rivali's Gale, you don't need it. Yeah, once that Rivali's Gale, because floating is way faster than, than exactly. any horse. If you're the kind of person that doesn't really like the horse, I didn't even really like to use the horse that much in Red Dead too. To be honest, like I did, I did when I had to, but I would mostly just fast travel and run on foot whenever i could i don't even use the weird ear anymore really on, uh, you, you gotta use the horse in this the horse is important so mr ed would approve of this message <laughs> mr ed's not been just dead for horse. years <laughs> all right well uh we should probably talk about some news stuff before we go i know it's like 50 minutes of elden ring stuff but i'm glad i'm glad that you're liking it and i'm glad that you're enjoying it and yeah hopefully this will be this will be your credits of the souls world i may have to do an elden ring update every week for a while so let us know if it seems that like that sounds terrible to you <laughs> i mean it sounds like comments, that's what but i would like to do that i'm like i'm like is there going to be another switch game that you'll play ever until breath of the wild 2 no, no i mean i'm sure you'll play something well there i guess there's rune factory around the corner i'll get so sick of this it. game like i get sick of everything else eventually <laughs> i mean you seem pretty into it right now maybe you can maybe you'll know how to play dark souls and you can tell me how to do it's that. The closest that I felt in a game to Breath of the Wild since yeah. five years ago since when that Breath game of the came Wild. out. I hope for anyone listening that you realize that's high praise because I don't just throw that shit around. Like some games remind me of Breath of the Wild, 
this reminds me of how it felt to play Breath of the Wild. It's going to be really interesting. Well, you know, we were talking about it last week, but like when Breath of the when I think you know Breath of the Wild will come out this year mm-hmm. versus like Elden mm-hmm. Ring, like at the end of the year and you know, like games of the year back and forth and all that. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, even whether it comes out this year or not, it's still going to be interesting, like what Nintendo's like follow-up is to this game that inspired so many other games to be like that, you know, like Breath of the Wild definitely like caused a quake in the video game industry where like everybody wanted to be like Breath of the Wild, you know, and it's, and, and there's been like all these other games that have been like that or been inspired by it in its own, you know, whatever way, like Pokemon, Elden Ring, whatever. It's, I'm just saying it's going to be really interesting to see like what Nintendo's like sequel is to that, like what that official Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like. Is it going to seem like it's behind something like Elden Ring? Or like these other games have been influenced from it, or is it going to be its whole a whole new like revolution or whatever? I think we're going to get another plays- turn, like the way that from Ocarina of Time to to Majora's Mask. You know, everyone I think was so expecting too. more of Ocarina, and we got something completely different, almost completely different. I, I think, think they'll leave it do. mechanically similar, though. I think they're gonna. It's gonna feel like an actual sequel but yes i do agree with john there's gonna be i mean we already kind of see there's something with the the sky and some sort of mechanic where you can like teleport through things it seems so i think that's gonna play a big part i also think that while it's it's obviously still planned for for switch you know nintendo doesn't typically release these types of big games uh sequels a second edition unless there's like a, a specific difference a specific reason for it you know it's it's if it's going to be I, 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 there has to be a reason that 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 another zelda exists on the switch and if it's just more of the same i don't think that they would do that i i mean i mean people like people said that mario i don't agree with them but people said that mario galaxy 2 was like dlc for mario galaxy 1 and that wasn't a completely new game which i'm completely against i don't believe that's true but i mean you could say that those are those are similar you know, and those are on the same system, and I don't know. I mean, the 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 pre- the Nintendo president said that like the Switch wasn't going anywhere, and you know, Nintendo handhelds have stuck around much longer than the consoles ever ever have. So, well, there's still nothing to really compete with it, other than what Steam Deck, which people can't even get, which yet. apparently doesn't like, work very mm-hmm. well. I mean, well, it's like it's no Switch. Like it's what it runs for like 90 yeah. minutes, maybe without losing battery power, and and it's just you know it's like a PC, so you have to. Like what you were saying, you got to like figure out optimization and all this other shit to get to like run some things well. And another, it's nowhere near a switch killer from what I've heard. Like it's which I will say once switch again, works like, right not out of the box, back in, but, not to get yeah. back into Elden Ring too much. But I do think that for someone who doesn't play PC, I feel like Neversoft did right on their interface for making me understand it enough to like figure it out i guess from soft Pro- props to them and their menu for graphic settings that's all i'm saying you mean from from software you, you said you said oh, what did i say you said never soft they're the guys who made tony hawk what i thought never soft made Elden ring oh i'm de-downloading it no it's a <laughs> it's a from software is a and it was and it was miyazaki it's a hit it's hitataka miyazaki not the not the not the animated mm-hmm. miyazaki obviously i mean we know there's difference but yeah they both have the same name but yeah let's let's talk about some new stuff here before we go um was it a uh, big big game of the week that's coming out is uh for me chocobo gp light well chocobo gp is coming out this thursday there's the light version which is free where you can play some of the some of the races and some of the characters which i think both of you should download and get that because you can also play online with that which is pretty cool and you can participate in the 64 player online mode which is uh exciting for me like i want to play it and uh you know final fantasy stuff on as a racer and there's a lot of characters in there i know i saw that spoilers but i saw sid in there in one of the reviews like i saw you races sid and 
you know, of course, Terra from Final Fantasy VI, I'm very excited about. And Squall and Cloud mm-hmm. will be added later in DLC, which paid DLC, which they haven't said what that is yet. So that kind of sucks. But there'll be the light version that's free and also F-Zero X on Friday. So double double racing for even people who don't don't buy Chocobo GP. You can get it for free. I think the big game of the week is Chex Quest This game Quest looks HD. like garbage. <laughs> like, that's it, pretty like, cool. That's not a... It, I mean, it, I, think it's pri- I think it's priced appropriately. It's It's priced like... Right. It's a legendary piece it's, of freeware. Is it? Right? I've never right. even heard about it before. Yeah, never it once so heard it, of it. it. In nineteen, I, I had this game, in, and a lot of people did. In oh, 1996, okay. It was a packet with checks. It was like instead of getting your toy in your cereal box, you got. Oh, weird! Chex I didn't. I didn't, I didn't even know and that. It was, I thought it was just yeah, another it, garbage uh, game that's a, on this because there's so many of them on Switch. Oh, no. I thought it was just another garbage first-person shooter it's game actually, that I should not buy because I should stop buying those bad ones. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's actually a, it's a good game from what I remember, and and for like a freebie, checks tie-in of <laughs> all things, like it was a real surprise. Um, and I remember hearing the the story about it recently. I guess it was they hired a a nineteen year old kid to make this game. I guess somebody found out about Doom mods back then, back when they were still fresh, and they just uh, contacted this kid and asked if he wanted to to make this game. And so he did at nineteen, and it was a huge success. Apparently, it was one of the best or most motivating pack-ins for a cereal ever. <laughs> Not a whole lot to compete so it's with, kind of but like yeah, <laughs> legendary among the cereal industry. Well, I mean, I mean, like as far as like toys or anything. Cereal used to have really cool box. stuff. I'm just saying that I, I was saying like as far as video, I don't think there, I don't think there are any video Early games 90s. that were packed in cereal other than this one. <laughs> oh no, no, they no, eventually I, I was, started I, putting movies. Oh yeah, some, of, yeah, some of them did. Yeah, no, I so cheap. It, 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 this this may this reminds yeah. me of those like really bad Burger King ones with the with the creepy like Burger King King guy. Mm-hmm. Like King. they need to release those. Yep. This this makes me this makes me kind of they intrigued. Should. You should you should buy this, John. You could probably find enough enough change in your in your bed or on the floor or something to buy this one it's like it's 4.99 it's su- super cheap yeah i'll get this one yep you know you yeah, i'm planning find on getting it quarters outside enough to to get it what and it's kind of out of left field too because like i said so i guess it's not freeware i said that but it's it's in that same genre it's of like, like this, that's what right. same price as a used to be called i mean that's right? probably less than a cereal box nowadays right cereal cereal's kind of expensive now right. i think it's more than that's five dollars Depends on whether you walk like this or huh. and get the cheap cereal near the floor. <laughs> and it probably actually costs. The, I'm taking a total guess, but to to make this, you know, the Doom mod of a game probably cost less than manufacturing any other cereal toy. And you know, it it totally was a big hit for them. So hey, way to go, checks. <laughs> Good job. I Let's hear they really they take it. Later. They take kind of like a normal FPS and they like mix it up a little. <laughs> That's pretty much. I hope it. I, yeah, I yes. hope it's better Ch- than the Chex actual mix. than the actual <laughs> Chex Mix food because I never like the food. Oh, I love Chex Mix. We used to do smoked Chex Mix like at my job. Cook it. Like that was a thing we had for a while. Well, you take Sounds it. We we'd take checks and then toss them in our mustard barbecue sauce and then smoke it for like a little That sounds time. really good. That it might make it might make it eatable if, if if it had the mustard in there. I'd, I'd try it. The mustard sauce is pretty yeah. pretty awesome. RIP Milo. What I'd after. He died about yeah. 2 years ago. The dog that it was mustard. named after. The mustard sauce is called oh, Milo's. So, I'm so confused. <laughs> named after the dog Milo who is the dog of the guy who made the sauce who like made the recipe. Yeah, so Chex Quest HD for five dollars coming out. Maybe I'll have to check it out. I don't know. I think you'll have to check it out. You're saying you want more retro first person well, shooters. Want, well, here's no, I didn't say I want played. them. I said that I get tricked into buying bad, bad ones. You want less. On, on the Switch? Well, I mean, I find good ones occasionally, like Power Slave, but 
There's also really bad ones that I find, like 3D of Antime or whatever the fuck it was called. That really bad one that I got that was on there. I think you'd be a good ambassador, John. Um, especially since you have a previous history with the Most game. things that are under $10 okay. always like make me a little like wary of it because, you know, you get what you pay for. So most of the time when it's less, when it something's selling for $1.99, there's a good chance that it's not good. So, I mean, save your $2, put it towards an actual what game. What if it's marked down from like 500 to like 10 or what, what was that one game? <laughs> that, that one game like a couple weeks ago. It's made up. That's oh. why That's why it's like that. They're trying to trick you into buying their garbage. Yeah, it was a $200 why. game that was marked down to $2. Yeah, it's stupid. I, I mean, that was really obviously a 99% markdown. That was obviously a, a fake out there to, to try to get you to buy it. But yeah, that game's coming out. Uh, .hack.gu Last Recode is coming out, which I've actually heard a lot about those games. Oh, .hack's coming to the Switch? This week, yeah. What? Yeah, $50. He didn't I know about play it. these games. Is this like a remake or is it like a sequel? Or this, what the I think it's a re-release. Of the very first it's a, dot it, hack? I don't know anything about dot hack, but I know that oh this is... Oh my god, is, I need to look this up because I always wanted to play dot hack. It's, a, it's really expensive to try to get it now. Uh, this one was released... I mean, dot hack.gu last recode, I think is, uh, it was released for PS4 already. Oh no, it was a PlayStation okay. 2 game originally. Well, originally the dot hack games were... PlayStation yeah. 2 games. But I didn't know if that maybe that's the full title. Well, the first the dot, dot hack dot, the one that's coming out on Switch was originally released on PlayStation 2 uh, in 2006. Yep, but I but I right. but I don't know where it is as far as like in the story of dot hack and all that is. That sounds about right though for the the year it was released. It was a PS2 game and I feel like it was a later PS2 release. Oh, dot, it says dot hack dot gu has three has the has the trilogy in there i, I don't know anything about this game but all, well all they I, were also like it was one of the first episodic games too like it's far oh, as okay like you weren't buying um you were buying the game in three discs but it was one total game yeah, it says there's like four volumes in there i don't know I, i've just seen people talk about it on my rpg group that i'm on on facebook and uh, i always yeah i always kind of was interested in these dot hack games and it's a shame that it's coming out like right in the middle of all these other games like i really want to oh, get it I but cannot, i but yeah. i gotta wait i gotta wait for a review or a job or something like that what's the who published that? Dot Hack. It says it was published by by Bandai Nam- Namco. Oh, it'll go on sale. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, Bandai Namco are pretty close, pretty close with Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo mm-hmm. should buy them, but it's what people have said. But that's coming out. There's another first-person shooter game. Speaking of retro-looking first-person shooter games, there's another one called Syndrome that I actually thought looked cool. It's twenty four ninety nine, so I probably won't just automatically buy it, but it looked cool. It looked like a Doom sci-fi horror thing, you know, type of thing. Um. This is one that I'm actually really excited about. Uh, Mario Party Superstars DLC may get DLC. Wait, Mario Party Superstars, the game on Switch, may get DLC, which is something that I actually talked about a long time ago, many, many episodes ago, because somebody data mined it and they found that there was space in there for future boards. So this is something that I thought was going to happen anyway. But interestingly, somebody found there was a survey that YouTube asked you about, you know, which of these games would you like to see DLC for? And all of the games that were on the list already had DLC coming, except for Mario Party Superstar. So it was kind of like, huh. And it's it, kind of sloppy. It, it kind of reminds me of when, like, you remember when there was the, the, when Nintendo sent out the survey about WarioWare, where it's like, would you pay this amount of money for a WarioWare game? And then a WarioWare game was announced, like, a week later. So it seems kind of like the same sort of world of that. So 
which ended up being a shitty yeah which we did it didn't didn't really resonate for maybe for it's us, not shitty but let's say mediocre that's better it wasn't forgettable it didn't compare to any of the mario or any of the warrior greats but whatever no. regardless mario party superstars is a great game and i always wish that there was more boards on there so even if it's paid dlc i don't care like i would still buy more boards because i really like playing those games i really enjoyed that game and i do want to get it eventually for the online play yeah it's and it's great and has solo online play as well. Um, something interesting that I've actually I messed around with this, but the Nintendo Switch Online phone app just added just added it's it's the 2.0 version came out and now you can spy on your friends through your phone. So if you want to know if you want to know which one of your friends is playing Hitman Three or whatever, you could find out now without getting on your Switch. So I actually so you did screenshot it and send it to him and be like. I'm watching you. <laughs> I actually, actually did that a few <laughs> I mean, I did it a couple times where I'm like, I wonder if anybody's playing. I wonder what people are playing right now. So I actually re-downloaded the Nintendo Switch app, which I haven't used for, I don't know, like five years probably. I never fucking used that thing. But I re-downloaded it because you have to re-download everything on your on your iPhone if you have one. But uh, yeah, I re-downloaded it just so I could be like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they're playing that game. Cool. All right. The person's watching YouTube. All right, cool. I can look at what you're doing without booting up my Switch. So whatever. It's <laughs> it's like so dumb. But that's like, yeah, that's what you can do now. The design's updated a little bit. I don't know. You can voice chat through there, I guess. I'm still not going to use it. But yeah, you can find your friend code in there. I guess that's a little bit easier. Like if you want to throw it onto a message board or something like that, you could do it. Whoever uses message sports now, you know, like on Twitter or whatever internet group you're on. But I did use it just to check and see if people are online and all that stuff. It is nice that we're seeing all of these updates to different aspects of the NSO. Um, Finally. I wonder it's what it's all piecemeal. leading to. It's very, yeah, it's very piecemeal. Right? <laughs> like, what is going on over there? What is their intention? Like, show us the vision. Are we, it's like, wanna, slowly walking into the modern age? Are you, like, removing our yeah. piece by piece? <laughs> very slow. One <laughs> Do at we time. finally see one, the One at a time for the next 30 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one is actually something we definitely got to mention. A House of the Dead, the remake, finally got a release day. And how's a, this going to work? And a trailer. I've been, wait- I've been waiting on this for a long time. Yeah, but how's it going to work? I'm uh, worried about these pointer controls you know it doesn't say anything about that i thought maybe you would use i mean i'm sure that it's going to be somewhat motion controlled maybe you can use the the analog stick as well but i'd rather tilt than point i will i think think they could i think they could harvest the the tilt's very sensitive on the wii or on the the switch and i use it like you know and i I, we've talked about it right narcissus like it essentially adds a third axis of control to you when you're like creeping up i don't i don't use it though 90 hours and i still have never used it you gotta (laughs) try it it's great because you can be it is I, I just didn't. Well, I just never like, turned it on. You got the camera going with one. You're moving with another, and you're no, I get actually it. like centering your reticule with the, the tilt of the controller. I actually, I mean, I used it a lot on um, what was it? Uh, that game that I liked, uh, Power Slave. <laughs> I used it a lot on Power Slave because that has tilt, and I used actually tilt really helped on that because you a lot of the guys you got to fight are little little tiny like bugs and and uh you know little creatures and stuff so the, having the little extra like you know little tilt aiming like really helped me a lot on that one so so i do house use it's coming april 7th but yeah april 7th um is a uh, house of the dead and i i'll ambassador the fuck out of that one because i've bought like every house do of the we have dead a price yet released no i don't think so i hope it's like a budget release I don't, I don't expect I'm guessing $30. Like, I also hope I that think, we eventually get Typing 20. of the Dead because keyboards definitely work with the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I you got to you got to buy one. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold out I wouldn't hold out too long for that one. I don't think that one's on. You got to buy what? I said you would have to buy a, a t- you would have to buy a type like you would have, you know, you'd have to buy a keyboard to hook up to your Switch. Like switches oh, don't well, automatically come with keyboards. No, I know I you do. PC. I'm talking about the general you. 
Like people yeah. who maybe have switches and not computers or something like that. I don't know. You like, can buy a keyboard for ten bucks with a transmitter. It's in like. Oh, I, th- I, mean, I th- you can probably buy them for less than that. Like I, I've bought yeah. ones for like less than five dollars. I've so used just... this one for years. It's just a wireless piece of shit that yeah. works great. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that you know maybe they won't release it because there's an extra part to it. You know, it's like where they you know when Nintendo didn't want to release things because you had to have like this Wii Motion thing and they would record include it with it like that that type of thing is, is what I'm saying. Is that maybe that maybe that's why we'll never see Typing of the Dead and also maybe no one cares about it. I care. Well. <laughs> I mean, well, you do, but I mean, like the, it's the new the Mavis Typing Tutor. <laughs> but from now on, I officially declare it as ambassador of the typing. Sure, it's of, the ambassador of the, of the typing, the ultimate ambassador. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I want to be the ambassador for this game, Bush League Hockey. Yeah, this I saw that. Like and I thought of Wayne Gretzky's yeah. 3D hockey. That's what it looks like. I guess it's you been. Like I guess it's been in development hell for a long time. Like they were like, oh, it finally like resurfaced. Ever since like uh, that. Bush was still president, actually. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of looks. I mean, it looks like uh, Wayne Gretzky hockey, but when with, with like much better graphics, like the you know the. Right. polygonal characters look better like more detailed and all that and i watched the video of it and it looks you know it looks good like the the, the play looks good it looks like very arcadey like i saw like it has very arcadey sounds you can do like um i didn't watch it with the sound on but you can do like moves you can fight each other with your sticks like you can do uh you can, you can do like stunts and such like there's um you can you can make the make the nets catch on fire that type of thing so hey, they spent five years working on that. It's fun. gotta be good, right? Yeah. It should be uh it doesn't have a release date yet, but it looks cool. Spring twenty twenty two. That's uh could be any time. Could be spring yeah, now. No, Who knows? No, no specific date. Yep. So we can talk yeah, about we can talk about this one just because I watched it like two days ago. But uh there's there's mm. a documentary on HBO called uh, Gaming Wall Street. And let me tell you, if you if you think if you think cryptocurrency is depressing, watch this movie. This is like a whole nother level of uh, I don't know. This is about is this about the whole thing with the shorts and stuff that happened last year? It's about it's about GameStop. Yeah, it's about the GameStop stock mm. market, and it's fucking. That actually was what kind of preceded the crypto craze. Like I'm not not to say the crypto craze wasn't already happening. It's kind of the same. It, it is. I mean, it, like crypto craze is like the new version of. The stock market, but the stuff that they tell you, the stuff they tell you about the stock market is fucked up. Like stock market was basically created for people to just make money out of doing nothing. Like they talk about, uh, was it like phantom stocks or phantom shorts or whatever, where you basically sell stocks that you never actually owned. And that was the big thing that happened with like, uh, gave with the GameStop thing was they revealed part of that, that, that it was all bullshit, that they never mm-hmm. actually had any of the stocks that they said that you had. So it actually is kind of a good way for you to not want to buy well, stocks because you don't know if you actually have them or not. Yeah, but it... It, it forced their hand to where they had to buy them back. Yeah, it basically got like... Because a, they didn't exist, uh, but they had uh, to buy them back at the exorbitant price. Well, I mean, they're, they, 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 worth because they of shut the it down. I mean, they shut it down. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they basically the Robin Hood guys. They yep. they basically cut off the buyability, and it dropped the. It basically made the stock worth nothing because I was of that. following the shit in real time. Yeah, Sean actually bought some GameStop stock just for. Fun. Oh, did she, she get anything out of it? She made like forty or fifty dollars. She uh, she sold it should, off pretty quick. I was gonna say you should watch the documentary because there's like people like living on the street. But that's like, when I bought like homeless bought people Bitcoin like trying to make money later. off of uh, off of GameStop and all that because yeah. of like I mean it's I. I it's an it's a great documentary. Some people like, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it, but it's also fucking depressing as shit. Like it was about just, people rallying on Reddit and like social media to like basically take down the people that yeah they tried to and stock. then they got and then they got shut yeah. down because of uh, white collar crime and how that is I actual bought stock in AMC theaters, not 
Oh, you didn't get GameStop, but I did mention. AMC I did, theaters. but I did mention. Oh, AMC. that was part. That was in the documentary too. And I made about two hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So. AMC. AMC was in there also. We got. We got a fact checker over here. So yeah, well, that was um. So yeah, the Shauna said that she actually bought AMC instead of GameStop and made. 250 instead of 50 so that's good yeah she did pretty well and and she flipped it pretty quick so she got out of it and i wish i would have done that with my crypto because i bought 200 in bitcoin and it went up to like 500 i should have just fucking sold it 200 damn i thought thought you just got 100 well i bought i bought another 100 like a couple weeks later and so my total investment is still 200 but yeah i think it's actually worth less than that now not by much but it's like 180 something last i checked yeah, they talked about AMC. They mentioned AMC a little bit and like along with it, but it's mostly about GameStop. But yeah, no, a lot of these people, you know, like lost their homes, not because of GameStop, but it was like them trying to get their lives back because they got screwed over through like, uh, you know, through like their mortgages getting hiked like two or three it's times. It's just gambling like, you know, on a corporate level. Is I mean, it's, it's like, what uh, it is. Yeah. They kind of, I mean, the, the whole, the whole back and forth of it and why it was originally established, as far as I'm concerned, or at least how they justified it was that. All these startups wanted, you know, startup capital. So by investing in the company, you're, you know, if you made a good investment, then you're going to get that back with interest or, you know, with whatever you call it, appreciation, I guess I should just say. And uh, yeah, there you go. Like you made a sound decision and you're being rewarded for it because you helped somebody out that was that had but, a good idea. But because of America being the total shithole mm-hmm. that it is, they found ways to, uh, you know, to make money out of nothing. In here is basically what was found out during this GameStop thing, and that's why they had to shut it down because they had to bring the collateral to what was happening with the rise, and they had to stop it and make it go under so they could pay less because they didn't actually have the money for it because they were selling fake stocks stocks to begin with. So, what what was good about it is that they actually kind of put a magnifying glass on the bullshit of the stock market and all that, but it didn't actually stop it, you know, and the, and the, the end of it is pretty much like, hopefully there'll be more transparency in the first, in later. I, mean, I think that's probably but it's, but it's one still, of the reasons why it's still incredibly depressing. A, I mean, why, if you watch the Super Bowl, why, what, like something like 20% of the ads, maybe I'm exaggerating. I thought it was like 40% yeah. of the Almost ads. All were crypto. <laughs> that's what and I was it's thinking. because people are like, well, the stock market's probably not a thing. It's anymore, probably going to, hopefully was. we got to find for a new way to, yeah. to trick people into giving us money and making money for, yeah, so, I mean, what, the same thing with like, yeah, cryptos and NFTs. It's just like tricking, I mean, tricking is crypto. dumb, dumb people to, I mean, you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, people, you hear like the get rich quick thing, scheme stuff and you think that maybe, I don't know, it's kind of the same thing with the stock market, I guess, like kind of like with that, but, but not as corporate and evil and I don't know. It'll get there. <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. it's already getting there. If you're seeing ads about it on the Super Bowl, Oh, they're pushing it big time. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's on it. Actually, like, the, it did there's remind, a lot of money being thrown at yeah, that shit. It did remind us the of Staples it a lot Center, when we watched it. Staples Center in LA, uh, the naming rights expired, and now it's Crypto.com Stadium yeah. or something. Oh, God, yeah. that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think there was a stadium for a while that was like Poker Stars or whatever. Like, this shit does happen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole thing. The, the U.S. government like like smashed down upon the, the poker sites, but those were another kind of scammy thing that was happening like 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago now. I mean, the, the fucking White Sox stadium in Chicago is called the Guaranteed Rate Field. What? That's what it's <laughs> called, the Guaranteed Rate Field. Like, stupid. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Well, if they you ever know. change a ticket price, you'd be like, nope. Yeah, it was was the rate the that name. I wanted. It's not guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, regardless, I thought the movie was done really well, and it's uh, it's narrated by uh, was it uh, Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's mm-hmm. brother? So there you go. Oh, okay. 
But it, no, it's I, I thought it was done well. It's it's just very depressing to see. Like most importantly, it's just it like is. it's just like white collar crime and how they get away with it. Like they compare it in the movie. They're basically like if you robbed a bank and you're driving home and you're driving erratically on the street and a cop pulled you over and just told you to to drive better and then let you go. That's basically the way that the stock market is. Like you can steal constantly. And if you get found out, nothing happens at all. You don't go to jail for it. It's like, cool. Go ahead. Go home. You're fine. Keep doing your thing. We'll take care of it. Us big well, that's uh, because, corporations yeah, will take care sh- of it. The shareholders are like, yeah, conspiring and yeah, doing fucked up shit with it. It's stuff. stupid. Yeah. And there's like a bunch it's, of different, like weird. between like, uh, it was like Robin Hood and another company and another company, like all kind of suck each other's dick, like in a triangular mm-hmm. pattern and here between all of them and, <laughs> and everything that one thing did affected the other one. And yeah, it was... Whatever. It's on HBO Max. Check it out. But enough of that. But what's pretty cool, I think, is uh, Mario Kart toys are coming to yes. McDonald's Happy Meals. Give me a reason to get Wholesome, a Happy Meal again. But also corporate. Yeah, but I don't know. They look kind of cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get yeah, a couple. I'm, so. I'm going to get a couple of them at least. Yeah, here they're there through uh, April 4th. Definitely. I'm going to go. Quit getting everybody excited about the new Mario Kart DLC and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm into it. You uh, said something yeah, about I was wondering it. why. Okay, yeah, that makes sense now because the DLC is coming. DLC is coming next week. Like I said, first first eight uh, first eight courses will be out. Uh, two two cups. So I'm excited. Uh, I want to see these toys. I want to know what they are. I mean, obviously there's going to be. Cars. I mean, they're little. You know, they're little plastic, little plastic cars. But do they yeah, you click them? on the link. There's pictures of them all right there. They basically look like this car, except imagining it being a Mario Kart. Car. Okay, <laughs> I remember those. Ti- do you remember the Tiny Tunes ones? This, this is the Penguin Racer yeah, from the '90s, but it's still the the same. Uh huh. Oh, I have change. one. I have one of those. I got one for for Jess from. Uh, I got it from um, Toy Du Jour. Yeah. Because it's got a bath guy on there and they like baths. The best so McDonald's toys, I, mm-hmm. I think, the number one, absolutely, is the Happy Meal Transformer toys. Oh, those, those oh, the ones that, with the food that turn mm-hmm. into stuff? Uh huh. And yeah, then the second cool. I have those. is the Mario 3 ones. Yeah, those are cool too. And those are great. Yep. Third place is probably Mario Kart. No, the weird Sonic. <laughs> the weird, like, they did actual, like, uh, LCD games. Oh right, I remember that. Like Tiger Games, they were pretty cool. I have a huge, uh, I have a huge box at my mom's house filled with uh, Happy Meal toys that I got when I was a kid. Some of them unopened, actually, in in bags still. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. Money. I don't think I don't think they're worth that much, but I have a bunch of the you know where they had the hash brown characters that wore the different outfits and stuff. I have a bunch yeah. of those unopened. So that's you know whatever. But it's there's some cool stuff. If I ever have enough room here, I'll take it home. But speaking of taking it home, we should wrap this up. I think we only have like one more news thing. I think my camera is uh, getting tired. Yeah, I saw your camera is is a there's a glitch in the matrix happening right now for anybody who's watching the uh, <laughs> like, the video get here. Back to Elden Ring now. <laughs> it's like uh, every time I play Animal Crossing recently, my my flowers like kind of glitched like this, like the same thing that your camera's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I was I showed it to Jess. I'm like, hey, there's a glitch in the matrix in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but my flowers are like we, they're like weirding out, like your camera is. We better do this quick before Jeremy disappears what, off off what, the internet. What? What, 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 what? <laughs> Do you want to end it with, uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to say before we go? We don't necessarily have to have to say that last one. Drop all of your gaming things that you do. Give up everything. Just play Elden Ring. Grab yourself a PC. Just do it. Go get a PS5 off of eBay for $8,000. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> Are they selling for that much? No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, uh, stick to your Switch. The Switch is where it's at. Um, the game's big enough that I think Nintendo people are going to get to touch it eventually. It might take a little while, but 
if you rest on your laurels, you'll be playing this game eventually. Uh, I the the way I feel is that whenever uh, Dark Souls on Switch goes on sale, like twenty dollars or less, I'll buy it and try to play Dark Souls on Switch. That's that's my that's my uh, thing about it. That's what I'll do. It's forty dollars now. I checked it on eShop. I'm not paying that for it. But when it goes on, when it gets discounted for a good twenty bucks or less, I'll give it a try. Or I can just break out my Demon Souls for PS3 that I have the disc of <laughs> and try to play that again. But I'm not gonna. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening to us to uh, Nintendo Made Podcast. If you like hearing us, go to Ninten- go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Made Podcast and you can hear bonus episodes. We got a bunch of different bonus episodes. We just did an episode about number twos. Uh, we did like Holy Grails. We did like uh, Perfect Setups. We did uh, Endings. We did, we've done all sorts of like different themed episodes that are available at the $1 level. There's like over 50 of them, I think, on there. So check that out. That's a lot of bang for your buck there for one buck and if you go five dollars you get uh the video of us doing this unedited early you also get the uh w-a-r-t radio stuff where i uh put all of the music the ins and outs musics and the intros and the outros of every episode into one wonderful playlist and you can listen to it from beginning to end it's a nice like little wrap-up of the it's month it's pretty cool i like it i it's listen like to a... the episodes you sent me and Nice. It's nice. It's, it's just a nice little video game playlist that you can just it's, throw on while you do shit. Well, like you said, Jeremy, it's like a time capsule in itself mm-hmm. of what was happening and the songs that we picked that had to do with those video game announcements and stuff like that. So it's it's been a fun thing to do. I, I post that at the beginning of every month. So at the end of March, it will be posted on the 1st of April and so on. And we, all, and we post our expansion pack stuff in the middle of the month so those come around like the 15th or 16th i think this we this month we're going to do a, a racing based one since there's a lot of racing games coming out we're going to do uh our favorite racing games that weren't mario kart so look forward to that or that aren't on the switch as well making it even harder so yeah that'll be fun that'll be some fun retro racing stuff but also um you can find us at youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast you can find jeremy and i on twitter at nintendo underscore domain and at jmax stack and hopefully you'll find more of my reviews at Nintendo World Report. Also, you can find us at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I'm definitely going to stream soon. I got some ideas. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Rukowski. John Nitter. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week for Chocobo Racing GP Impressions episode. We shall see thee later. See ya. You died. <laughs> Isn't that what they say on there?